Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to take this moment to say thank you for listening to the Real Rescue Podcast. It means a lot to me that you enjoy these stories as much as I do. Since the start of this podcast, we've had a lot of support from all over the world. It has been amazing. Now, we have companies joining our team that also want to say thank you for all that you are doing out there standing the watch. These companies are offering discounts on their products as a way to support the rescue community and those tuning into the Real Rescue Podcast. Just go to therealrescue.com, click on sponsors, and see these incredible offers for yourself. This episode of the Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider. Axness, because when lives are at stake and conditions are challenging, clear communication is of the utmost importance. SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. And Airwave, the Airwave Performance Mouthpiece, helping you to use breathing to your advantage. Breeze Eastern, they dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. The Axness PNG wireless ICS system can bring cutting edge wireless intercommunication system technology to any aircraft. The PNG system can be fully integrated into an existing ICS system or can be carried on and off as a mobile base station. They can go anywhere at any time on any aircraft. Plus with the strongest and most robust waterproofed handheld on the market, this system can take a hit and keep working. Their wireless intercom systems are designed to enhance situational awareness through improved communication capability. This system brings superior noise canceling technology to eliminate rotor wash and engine noise from your ICS. The Axness PNG wireless system is currently deployed in more than 1,800 public safety, air ambulance, and search and rescue aircrafts worldwide. I have personally used the Axness system in four different countries and on five different airframes. It is awesome. If you want more information, contact them today at axness.com. That's A-X-N-E-S dot com. You just make sure you tell them Quinny sent me. SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help your helicopter training. They train daytime, nighttime, aerial firefighting, hoist, longline, fast rope, rappel, and more. They can assist your program with standardization and safety checks or just an FAA annual refresher. With the certified flight instructor pilots and experienced crew, they are ready to help your agency keep up to date with current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. Plus, right now, SR3 is offering 10% off anything in their web store with the promo code, all capital letters, REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Plus, they are offering another 10% from their partners, Petzl, and their equipment, 
All you got to do is send an email to info at sr3rescueconcepts.com. Mention this podcast and they'll take care of the rest. And airway. What if I told you that you could train harder for longer and recover faster just by wearing a mouthpiece? I know. I questioned it too. Then I gave it a try. The Airwave Performance Mouthpiece is a breakthrough in performance technology that is scientifically proven with over 15 years of peer-reviewed published research at the Citadel to open your airway by 25% for improved breathing, resulting in a 20% decrease in respiratory rate, an increase in muscular endurance, and 50% reduction in cortisol levels post-workout. Now, what does this mean to me? Well, now I'm able to train harder, recover faster, and be even more prepared for when that SAR alarm goes off. You don't need to take my word for it. Try it yourself and see how you can use your breathing to your advantage. Go to airwave.com or visit them on Instagram at airwave to learn more about it. Then, when you're ready to give it a try, because you heard about it here at The Real Rescue, you get 10% off with the promotion code REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Coming up next, we've got another United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer brother and his amazing career and incredible stories. So please welcome our next guest, United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer number 514, Mr. PJ Ornott. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is The Real Rescue Podcast. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Real Rescue Podcast. I've got another one of my brothers with me. Just so happened, uh, this is United States Coast Guard rescue swimmer number 514, Mr. PJ Ornott. What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, boy. How are you, Quinny? Good Dude, to I'm see you. I'm fantastic. Good to see you, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, we just talked a minute ago. We were hanging out in at the rescue swimmer reunion, and I was like, hey, mm -hmm. why weren't you there? And you're like, I was there. That's how we got talking. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I roped you into coming on, and. And when the email started, it was like, oh, yeah, there's this one and this one and this one and this one. I was like, what the heck? So yeah. welcome to the show, man. I'm stringing stuff right. to have you on. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, dude. This is, this is great. This is good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So we get uh, an opportunity to go through a lot of your career. Um, and in the stuff that you sent me, we are, we're going to talk about seven of your rescues. That's right, seven. And that doesn't include all the other ones that are the like in between. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It's freaking, <laughs> this might turn into a very long episode. I don't even know yet. That's, that's the greatest part it about it. <laughs> it. It could, yeah, it could. <laughs> I love it. Oh, all right. So, but before I go that far into any of this, um, what I'd like to ask you to do is a little bit of background about you and then how you came into the Coast Guard and what what drove you to be a rescue swimmer? All right, sure, man. Um, so I did the uh, you know the thing that every high school kid does, or like going to go to college and then you know 
dramatic fail at that. Um, you know, I was there for about, I did one year at one college, you know, and did another college for a semester and then went to a community college. I'm like, man, this isn't, this is just not working out for me. You know, no, actually what you said is this is draining my bank account and I have nothing to show for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm zero to show for it. I've like switched majors three times and, and, uh, you know, some of them politely asked me to not come back. And then the other ones, I just lost interest. (laughs) Um, so I, uh, man, I, I was just kind of farting around one day and, um, saw this, uh, so I went to, I went and got, went to EMT school, like, I was like, all right, let me, let me try this. Maybe this will be a little bit, this will be a little bit fun, you know, something to spark my interest. So went to EMT school in 19, oh gosh, I think 94, 93, oh, wow. maybe somewhere around there. And actually, yeah, probably like 93, 93. Um, got hired on as a full-time EMT in like my local little county in um, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And um, did that for a few months. I'm like, all right, man. I think I need a little bit more. So I started a uh, um, fast track paramedic program. So I went, I was paramedic. I finished paramedic school, actually made it through that one. That was, that was pretty awesome. Um, and that's then, a big uh, accomplishment for, co- for those that are not paramedics. Yeah. That's a big accomplishment. Hey, yeah. well done. Yeah, <laughs> my man. Um, but yeah, I worked for a few years doing that. And then um, I was like, all right, what's next? Cause you know, there, I knew I didn't want to go to uh, nursing school. You know, I saw all the, all the medevac helicopters and stuff flying around the local hospitals and stuff. I'm like, all right, maybe let me, let me look into something like that. And then just the application process and uh, the, the requirements that they wanted. I'm like, mm. I'm like, all right, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'll just figure something else out. And one of the guys that I worked with, um, he's, you know, so we were a little older. I was 20, I was 24 at the time, you know, and I was, I was working and, um, He's like, man, did you ever think about, we, we actually talked about going into the Air Force together and, and becoming PJs. And, um, oh, nice. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, let's, let's go and check this thing out, you know, whatever. And uh, so we did, and I don't remember exactly what happened, or, or I didn't like how it was like, back then it was like a, um, it was like a reserve role almost, you know, and I'm like, look, if I'm doing this, I want to be, I want to be all in and, and get out of here. You know, I wanted to get out of, out of Pennsylvania. Um, so I, I walked out, went home. I'm like, man, now what? You know, I'm like, all right, that that kind of was like a kick in the kick in the, kick in the nuts. I'm like, so I go back, and then in that same um, that same uh, you know like little strip mall area or whatever, there was a Coast Guard recruiter, you know, and obviously they had the the they had the guy hanging out the old the old sixty five, right? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Oh man, that, I'm like that might be all right, you know. And and I walked in and I looked like I was. I looked nothing like the way I do now. Like I was a little bit overweight. I smoked cigarettes, you know, and I was, I walked in, I'm like, Hey man, um, you know, can I, can I do that? And he's like, he's like, you can do whatever you want, you know? And I'm like, all right. You know, and I kind of gave him my background. He's like, man, why don't you go be a corpsman? I'm like, mm. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm like, I want something a little bit more. And he's like, sure. Sign here. You know? So <laughs> took my ASVAB. <laughs> And I, I, I left within a, I left like a month later, dude, I was gone and, um, went through boot camp. um, actually got recruited with another dude from that area that, um, made it through swimmer school as well. We, um, he was in the class right after me, but so that was pretty cool. Like the recruiter that got us, like got two dudes through the same boot camp, and both of us made it through school. 
Wow. Um, but um, but yeah, and then that was it. And uh, went to my my um, my little ice breaking tug up in New Haven, Connecticut, where I'm pretty sure I didn't even know where Connecticut was. <laughs> and I and I wanted anything warm, you know. I was like, give me like south of Virginia, and they're like Connecticut, and I'm like, what the shit, man? I'm like, I don't even know where Connecticut is, and uh, and then that was it. I went there, and um, you know. Airman, Airman uh, put my name on the, the school list. I went to, got sent to Savannah. I was at Airman for maybe two months. And um, I was actually visiting my, now my wife, but my, um, she was, man, she, I guess she was my girlfriend at the time. She lived in Virginia Beach. And um, my the chief calls me and he's like, hey, PJ, he's like, uh, you still, you know, you still want to be a swimmer? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm just on vacation. I was like, yeah, you know, of course, yes, chief, I'm just on vacation. He's like, all right, you start Monday. And this is like Friday. And I'm like, like, like what are you talking school about? Monday. Start school Monday. Okay, so like, wait, let, talk- let me let me pause real quick because like, yeah. you and I went through it about the same time. We were mm-hmm. supposed to go through a four-month airman program at the unit. Yep. So for them to call you two months in to be like, yep. oh, you're starting Monday? You're like, yeah. I'm sorry. What? That's yeah. like a mind job number yeah. one going into school. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, you're going. I'm like, oh, man, all right. No worries. So I, it was, I beat feet down to Savannah, got my orders, checked out, you know, left my apartment. And, um, and I legit had nothing in my apartment. I had a sleeping bag and um, like one fork, one spoon, one knife, you know, just, I was only going to be there a little bit of time, you know? And, um, so, uh, yeah, I head back up to East city and they're like, Hey, you start, cause I got in like, you know, uh, the chief called him, Clay Hill called him and he's like, he goes, Hey, he's going to, he needs at least like until Tuesday. And I got in like really, really late at night on Monday night and, um, checked in Tuesday and they're like, go get into the barracks. They're like, come back, come back tomorrow morning. So I started actually on the Wednesday they did, uh, you know, I had to do my PT tests by myself and all that good kind of oh, stuff. Oh man, but, the boys, yeah, the yeah. boys had already been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked in, they're like, the shit is this dude, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I don't late? know, bro. I'm like, I just got a phone call. Like, they said, come on. And I'm in. <laughs> oh man, that's sick, dude. That's awesome. And that was uh really the beginning of an amazing career because you did. 20 how many years 24 24 years dang yep. man 24 Woo. Yep. yeah that's, came uh, in in that's 19, incredible yeah, yeah yeah came in 98 and then just got out in may this past may yeah yeah congratulations yeah. on your retirement man thank you Sick. thanks bud yeah. appreciate it yeah. <laughs> all right well here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna bust right. out some of your rescues that you had as a all rescue right. swimmer um Actually, no, I'm lying. Before we do that, well, actually, no, maybe I'm not lying because this one of them may have been your very first rescue. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. You know what? We're just we're so. gonna say this one is your very <laughs> first rescue, and it just yeah. so happens you got a letter of accommodation uh, from the air station for that, so you get to wear a mm-hmm. little ribbon. Which when yeah. I read this, I was like, what the, <laughs> the fact that you got a letter of accommodation, I'm like, or letter of accommodation, yeah. I, I was impressed. So it was kind of funny, but um, yeah. all right. So here's, here's a write up. 
I note with pride and am pleased to commend you on your performance of duty as rescue swimmer on board H60-6031 on 6 January 2002 while responding to a report of a 406 EPIRB 50 miles southeast of Cape Fear. You quickly gathered up all your SAR gear and expertly assisted with the installation of additional external fuel. The source of the emergency signal, commercial fishing vessel Mediterranean 2 with a crew of six. When it became clear that the vessel was in great peril and had suffered major damage due to severe winds and in rogue waves, you completed preliminary preparation for the deployment into the angry ocean below. Your participation in planning and decision-making for the upcoming rescue was invaluable to the aircraft commander and co-pilot and integral to the team effort. 30 minutes prior to your aircraft's arrival on scene, an Air Facility Charleston 865 crew had to depart with only three of the crew member on board due to fuel and weight limits. Realizing there was no way to communicate with the crippled vessel following yet another rogue wave, you emphasized the need to continue with the plan of the 865 crew in which the survival suit-clad survivors jumped into the sea for the recovery with the rescue basket. Arriving on scene with the rescue checklist complete, you were deployed into the wild 20-foot seas and raging 50 mile an hour winds for the first recovery. Recovery of this and all remaining survivors was a tremendous challenge with the seas breaking over your head and winds blowing the wave crest backwards into the vicious churning ocean. When you realized how far you and the survivor had drifted from the anchored vessel during the first recovery, you quickly adapted to have the remaining survivors jump into the water together to speed the recovery process. Thanks to your skill, determination, and, de and endurance, both remaining survivors were in the helicopter almost as quick as the first. Following the total time in a hover just under 20 minutes, you helped secure the cabin and the helicopter began the wind-hindered battle to Myrtle Beach to join the first three survivors. En route, you tended to the thoroughly chilled crew member and provided them blankets and hearing protection. An hour later, these fishermen were reunited with a teary-eyed but thankful group of family, friends, and reporters. You are commended for your outstanding performance of duty. By your meritorious service, you have upheld the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. You are hereby authorized to wear the Commandant's Letter of Combination Ribbon Bar. Dude, what the? 20 foot waves and you got a letter of accommodation? What? I was, that's in the mighty 60. That's in the mighty 60, dude. That's, that's how that rolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I was in the mighty 62 and uh, I, I got something a little higher. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's not about the awards. It's not about the write ups. Right. It's about doing our job yeah. and having a yep. great time right. doing it. That's but, right. okay. You, so you got to. All right, so give us a rundown. I, I know exactly how this goes off. The alarm goes off. It says yeah. uh, 406 e permit. You're like, oh, God. Yep, here we go again. Off-going duty, you know, like, sheesh, here, here it is. And, um, no, just flying out there, and then we then we start getting more info. And, um, you know, and they're like, hey, uh, 
Savannah plane was was out there. They couldn't get all of they couldn't get all of them. Um, you know, so you guys need to finish the rest. But like right now, they're finishing up gather number two. Not sure if they're going to be able to get any more. Um, you know, good luck. See ya. Good luck to you out there. Here's our last known position. We're like, all right, no worries. And um, <laughs> you know, we're we're flying out, and we see the we see the sixty five leaving. You know, like as we were headed, kind of like kind of like this way, and they went that way, and we're like, all right. We're heading in the right direction, you know, and um, they gave them, they, you know, they, they, they talked to us on air to air and they were like, Hey man, there's three left. Um, this is where, this is their last note. This is where we were hoisting from. Hopefully they're not too far away from there. Whenever, by the time you guys get there, we're like, all right, and we got there and, you know, sure shit saw the, the mangled up boat and these dudes standing in the back, like just, just rolling. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. You know, and um, that was it. They're like, they they put me in. I swim over, and I just, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, holy shit, this is this is insane. You know, like I remember being on the after I put the first guy in the basket. You know, and I and I start like swimming, start swimming back to the other guys, and uh, just being on the crest of the wave and like being able to look and exactly and like see my pilot right through the window, like he was standing there, like you and I right now. Oh and then, and then the plane, then the plane would disappear, and I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I'm like, "All right," you know. And, and I remember, so I always used to wear an extra, an extra watch on my, um, on my Triton, or it was Trasor back then. But um, I would always keep that extra watch on there, and I would always set the timer, you know, as I as I left the door, because they'd be like, "All right, man, this is how much time you got, or you're or you're staying behind." And I'm like. I don't know. I don't want to stay behind, you know, so I'm making sure I'm keeping in that time slot. Right. So I go in and the next two, I grabbed both of them and took both of them um, away from the boat and then uh, put one in the basket and just kind of hung out with the other one until they sent the other one down, sent the net basket down again and, and uh, hoisted that last one. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to make that swim back to that boat again. And then, <laughs> You know, we didn't have enough time to pick me up and move me over. And I, you know, obviously I didn't want to stay in, stay in that, uh, you know, stay in that sea state as longer than I had to. So Yeah, 20 minutes on scene and you guys are in, out and done with three hoists that, or yeah. three survivors. That That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't... you're busting your butt to get back to the boat. And it, it, it wasn't just like the, I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to swim back to it again. So you asked those guys, "Hey, just jump boat at the same yeah, time." Yeah, I was like, I, "Oh, yeah." I was like, "Hey, I don't want, I don't want to do this again." And, and you know, obviously, I, I'm pretty sure it was more like, "Hey, I don't want to, I want to make sure I don't lose you or have to leave one of you back yeah. here." Yeah, make you know? it sound pretty. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, "All right," I'm like, "They're like, can you take both of us?" I'm like, "Yep." I'm like, "Hold on to this guy. Hold on to this guy." You know, they were kind of like tethered and do si do, arm to arm, and just grabbed them, grabbed them by the little flotation device and. And uh, collar towed him back to the back to where I could just get him away from the get him away from the uh, the, the wreckage and stuff, you know. Dude, I don't but, ever um, remember in in school carrying two victims at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I wouldn't have fly. I'm just gonna yeah, throw that, that out there, you, bro. <laughs> that was never allowed. They would always jump on your one of them would always jump on your face. So yeah, you know, we were we were good. We were, it was good. It was you know, it's cold. It's cold out. I remember. Um, I remember being out because out in the um, the Gulf Stream, and you know it was January, East City, so it was chilly out, and I'm shedding my gloves and my hood because the water out there was 
you know, they had that, that southerly flow to it. So it was, the water was super warm out there and I'm just sweating as bad, you know, all get up and just trying to get some, some cooler water on me, you know? So the water was like, you know, 70 degrees. I'm pulling off my big fat gloves. Cause I'm prepared to like, I'm oh, man, I'm like, I'm staying out here. Like, this is not going to be good. But at that point I was like, dude, I'm, I'm sweating so bad. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be able to breathe. <laughs> so that was it for that. And that was pretty much it for that one. They got, got him in. And, uh, you know, I, re I remember getting back to the, getting back to the station and the phone rings and, um, it was the guy from the guy from, uh, Charleston that, that picked him up, you know, and obviously we, we were bantering back and forth because I did my urban program down there and it was one of my, the guys that trained me, you know, and I was like, what's up, man, you can't get your, can't get all your own people. You gotta call me in to, <laughs> you know, so. I ended up being, uh, that ended up being, being, you know, a lot of good banter and friendly, friendly fire across the bow, you know? Oh, love it. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Case number one. Wow. Yep. That was it. Love... That's how, that's how it all, that's how it all started off. You know, all right, so I, I had something, so I did not get in the water on my first case, but I remember that the the big waves and, and stuff. And I remember like being in the middle and be like, all right, this is what, this is what a school talks about. This is why we, we go through such a hard school. What was going right. through your head in the middle of that? I mean, same, same thing, same thing. I'm like, dude, this is, this is what it's all about. Except it wasn't for that tiny little pool, you know? And I'm like, this is for real, you know, and I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting for Butch Flight or somebody to jump on my face, you know, to come out of nowhere and, you know, any, anything yeah. like that. And it, so it wasn't, it wasn't that bad actually, you know, <laughs> like after you're, you're doing it, I'm like, oh my God, these people cooperate. You know, yeah. it's amazing well, what happens when you're that far offshore. Yeah, they're like people actually listen. This is this is easy. What do you mean? None of you want to choke me out? Come on. <laughs> oh man, freaking awesome! Badass to you and your crew yeah. both. That's incredible. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was awesome. Yep. Well, all right, number one down. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Uh, so that was in 2002. So in 2003, you earned uh, a Let's see, a combination medal. So this is how this write-up went. <laughs> I PJ, I'm freaking, I'm stoked on this. This is, <laughs> this, this is awesome. All right. Citation to accompany the award of the Coast Guard Combination Medal. Two. I'm just going to call you PJ throughout it, all right? Yeah, I'm that's fine. That's, you know, no, one, no one knows my name. I, I told everybody I was Pedro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Citation to accompany the award of the Coast Guard Combination Medal to PJ Ornott, Aviation Survival Technician, Third Class, United States Coast Guard. Pedro Ornott is cited for outstanding achievement on 24 January 2003 while serving as rescue swimmer aboard the Coast Guard 860-6026 while engaged in a rescue of 17 crew members aboard a sinking merchant vessel, White Seal. 150 miles east of Cape Lookout, North Carolina. An intense winter storm containing sleet, blowing snow, and icing conditions was present from 50 miles offshore to well past the vessel's position. Pastor Ornott prepared the H-60 for the long flight by removing unnecessary equipment and preparing the cabin for the survivors. En route, Operating without blade de-ice, the rescue helicopter penetrated the winter storm 
encountering the full force of the violent storm. As Petty Officer Ornott completed all rescue checklists and prepared his equipment for the difficult hoist. Arriving on scene, the crew found that the 417-foot vessel pitching violently, listing almost 40 degrees to port, and with seawater pouring into the engine room, it was battered by 30 to 40-foot seas and wind gusts up to 60 knots. The captain of the marine vessel White Seal urgently radioed a request that the entire crew be evacuated due to his firmly held belief that the vessel would sink at any moment. After an attempt to recover the crew via direct basket hoist was aborted because of the severe weather. Pedersa Ornott was lowered to the abruptly pitching deck of the wallowing marine vessel White Seal. Struggling to maintain his balance against the severe winds and seas, he unflinchingly tended to the rescue basket trail line. Petty Officer Ornott overcame the crew's panic and language barrier to effectively carry out the rescue of the entire ship's crew en route to shore. He ensured the needs of the thoroughly chilled and emotionally drained survivors were addressed to complete the demanding rescue and save 17 lives. Petty Officer Ornott's dedication, judgment, and devotion to duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Oh, brother. Okay. You get launched out to a sinking yeah. vessel with 17 people on it, dude. What? Yeah. yeah. Same same thing, you know, and it it's, you know, they send it over the loud, you know, the loud hailer, and it's just like, you know, same thing, 406. You know, May Day, and I'm like, huh? I think this. I think I, I want to say this wait, was like a Saturday. This is a this is a 406 as well. Yeah, it was like a Saturday. This was like Saturday morning. Like I just got up, got back from the galley. You know, <laughs> get my get my stuff ready to go. I can't remember if it was a Saturday, but I just I know it was like first thing in the morning, about to be, you know, just finishing up that tail end, and um, I walk over, and uh, you know, and they're like, cool. I'm like. Like what? They're like, this freighter's going down. Um, we got to get rolling. They started getting. They started getting another crew in, you know, just for you know to get another crew out there. And I'm like, all right, no. I'm like, well, let's let's get moving. Um, you know, took the you know took the pump off and and all this other kind of stuff. They sent a C-130 out earlier in the morning. Okay. Um, and they um they for some reason they tried dropping pumps to a. 400 some foot freighter to fix that it would work but that's fine that's so well you know um so we get out there our, our little uh, pumps for those that don't know are like what two yeah. horsepower one horsepower or something like it's a yeah, lawnmower engine for you know like pull right. that. i don't yeah, i don't yeah, remember what was, the intake and uh it was a no uh, it was a noble it was a noble effort you know yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Did a, they did a great job <laughs> they did a great job um but, they uh, landed yeah, it. They the C one thirty landed it on the ship. They, I can guarantee you that. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> like, they almost landed it on the ship. <laughs> yes, almost. It was close. Um, but yeah, we get out there and and you know we're seeing this this ship just getting the snot beat out of them, right? And um, you know, no one's out on deck, and they're all kind of like huddled in the huddled in the area. You know, just just you know, in the lower port of the portion of the bridge. Um, they spoke little to no English. I, I, I think they were Ukrainian. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's kind of, that's, that was written up in like the SOA. Um, and um, the pilot was like, 
there's not a chance in hell I'm putting you down on this thing. You know, because we were walking out. I'm like, look, we can do this a lot faster, and a lot easier if you just get me out the door, leave me there. That other helicopter's coming. You know, they're they're you know hopefully they're going to be right right behind us, and we can, you know, boom boom boom, everything's already down there. Trail line. Let's get let's get let's get these guys out of here. Um, yeah. Because the boats, the, the captain was like, we're we're done. We're going down. You know, he was. Um, I, I think he was listening too much. They couldn't get the the um, the lifeboat launched or something, something of that sort. You know, so they were they were they were pretty uh, they were pretty panicked when they came out. So um, they tried, like it like it said, they tried to do one without me. And um, I was like, man, just put a couple of weight bags on the bottom of that basket just to keep it. You know, give it a little bit more a little bit more weight so it doesn't go blown behind you. And they put it and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this is, this isn't going to be, this is going to take forever. And um, the co-pilot looks, looks back at me and he's like, he's like, you know, <laughs> he didn't say it over ICS. He's like, he's like, you're going to get ready. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, I just give me old thumbs up. I'm like, I'm yeah. ready to go. Like, I know, I know how this is going to work out. Yeah. 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 This is not going to work. This... You need me on deck. Work. <laughs> yep. I know this is not going to work, but go ahead and try. And then tell me when you're ready. Um, so they literally put the basket out and it just it, it immediately sails back beyond the tail of the plane. Um, you know, the flight mech right away. He's like, yeah, this is like, this isn't going to work. Um, so, they, you know, they put me down onto the, uh, put me down onto the boat. You know, I took the trail line down with me, just hooked up and, you know, obviously just flopping around everywhere. Um you know, and, and uh, they, the guys start sending people out, right? And it's like one guy comes out and they're, and they're coming out with like these suitcases and, you know, backpacks and all this kind of crap. And I'm like, do, do, I'm like, you guys can't bring that, you know? And the guy's holding it on like this, you know? So the first guy I put him in and I'm like, all right, I'm like, this guy, we can't be taking up all this, this uh, luggage and stuff too. So send the first guy back up and it's, it's really quick, man. It's, you know, I'm holding on to the, the cable or the, um, you know, the, the trail line goes up, flight mech throws the dude out and it's like right back down, like all the abbreviated checklists, like it's, you know, wow. like we got to, like, we got to go. And, um, you know, I'm going like, come on, come on, come on. And then next guy comes out and he's holding his, you know, he's got his bag like this. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll, I'll bring it with me. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, okay. And I take it and phew, Chuck it, over, you know, chuck it across the thing. I send him <laughs> up. Next guy comes out. And I'm like, yep, yep, give me your bag. So it took like three or four guys to realize that, hey, just don't bring your bags out because I was just chucking them overboard or anywhere I could just to get them out of the area. Um, but I'm like, but I lost count. And I'm like, man, what, like, what number are we on? So, you know, I holler up to the plane. I'm like, you know, like I, on the radio, I'm like, I'm like, hey, are we good? And he's like, keep sending them. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, how many you got? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I, I lost count. And then we come out and we, they keep coming, they keep coming, they keep coming. And then, you know, I don't know how long I was down there, but um, the last guy comes out and he's holding a small briefcase, you know, and I'm like, oh man, one more, one more guy to, you know, this guy didn't see the last dudes could be chucking their stuff overboard. And he's like holding on like bear crawl, you know, bear hugging this thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, give me, give me, give me. And he's like, no, 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 papers, papers. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm the captain, papers. This is everybody. And I'm like, this is everybody. Like all 17, like no more people left. And he's like, he's like, yep, ship's empty. 
ship empty, ship empty. And I'm like, all right, put him in the basket. I, I go up, you know, send him up and I go up and I, and I come up to the cabin and I'm like, what? And I mean, there's 17 people <laughs> plus the flight that crammed in the back of this 60. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so I, I get in, slide the door closed and I'm all curled up in a, curled up in a ball against the window, put my helmet on. And they're like, you know, they're like, PJ, you got everybody. I'm like, like the captain says, I got everybody, you know, like he was the last one up and they're all like thumbs up in and, you know, they're, they're doing their head count and, you know, and they're like, how many you got? And I'm like, I'm trying to count my flight mix trying to count. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I got 17 flight mix. Like, yep. I got 17 co-pilot turns around and he's, he's counting heads and, you know, he's like, he goes 17 and I'm like, all right. And he's like, all right, you know, PJ, what do they need medically? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I can't, I can't move. Like I'm smashed against the door, <laughs> you know, like there's people sitting on top of like, there's people laying on top of people, the people sitting on top of the troop seats. I got two dudes in my seat, you know, over where the, you know, where the CDU was. And, um, you know, and I'm like, you guys got to do everything. Like, I'm, I'm literally smushed up against the glass back here, and I'm like, and I like wave, turn around and wave at the, the, the co-pilot. He's like, you good? I'm like, I mean, this, this is all we got. Like, we're 100 plus miles offshore, bro. This is, this is, this is as good as he gets. You know, let's get the hell out of here. And, uh, yeah, when we landed, and um, I forget where it was. It was as uh somewhere in like south, very southern North Carolina, and um, like, and he's. These uh, they just it looked like a clown car that sixty getting out. Like we landed and shut down, and like the news, the news was there. C one thirty crew was there because they were filming everything, you know, from above. And um, I get out and we shut, you know, we shut down, and it's like, and I'm counting again as we're coming out, like one, two, three. I'm like shit, man, seventeen. Like, yep. I'm like that was that was all of them, unless they lied and said there were more. You know, but uh, yeah, they were. I mean, it was, it was not. It was nuts. It was nuts. Couldn't couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe oh it. Oh my gosh! What yeah. the heck? But yeah, the, the old. The, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. No, just the, the power. You know that that helicopter was just it was a was nuts. Like the um. So a few years back, before that, they had I can't remember the name of the case, but it was like this cruise ship that sank. Yeah, of, uh, Bob Larisi and uh, yep. uh, uh, um, Darren Reeves. Darren, Darren Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, yep. Darren went yep. out first. And, and he got Darren like 20-something. Yeah. 26. Yeah, Darren put yeah. 26 in there. And, you know, and we landed and the co-pilot was like, uh, you know, God dang it, we couldn't beat. Uh, it was Dan Moulton's <laughs> number. He was the co He was the pilot on that thing. He's like, we couldn't get any more. I'm like, yeah, but these dudes were gigantic Ukrainian guys. I mean, they were, <laughs> they were everything you think of of like eastern european you know yeah just enormous but um yeah it was awesome so for the record uh darren was putting two people in the basket you couldn't have done that (laughs) not a chance not a chance not a chance but um yeah man it was it was was great you know get back up and everyone's happy one guy's got his luggage they all have their papers and everybody else was you know they were i think they were here for like two weeks before they were able to um, get you know get get raised enough. I uh, know the local community raised enough money to get them, send them back, and after they cleared customs and all that kind of stuff, to send them back to their families. So oh, that's super cool. Pretty, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty neat. 
Wow. But, uh, that case I'll also get you like actually you sent me this too because um mm -hmm. that went a little bit further and I'm gonna read this little news clipping out of this and uh yeah. because you you got invited, I, I wanna say to the White House. So you got invited up there? Uh, it was to the Capitol, the Capitol building All for right. the State of the Union address. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So US News, local Coast Guard, uh local Coast Guarder invited to Bush speech. On Friday morning, PJ Ornott Jr. of the Coast Guard was dangling precariously over a storm-roiled ocean, Atlantic Ocean, while a disabled cargo ship and her crew were sinking. So Tuesday night, Westmoreland County native was among those who got to hear President's Bo President Bush's State of the Union address firsthand. Ornott, who was credited with helping rescue 17 crew members aboard the white seal represented the coast guard at the speech in the capital that is freaking awesome <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty it was pretty great pretty great we uh I, I remember when i found out about that i just got back from a just got back from a an le flight we this was after you know obviously after 9 11 so e-city was doing like the the capital patrols you know and they were like a five-hour flight and uh yeah. I came back and they're like, hey, Skipper needs you in his office, like over the radio, like as soon as we land. I'm uh -oh. like, shit. Whoa. I was like, I'm like, man, I, I fucked up. I did something. I don't know you what know? I did. <laughs> yep. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go change. I'm like, I'm going to, let me go change. You know, the old man calls you in. You got to go put, you know, you got to go put your, go put your nice uniforms on, you know. And uh, they're like, nope, Captain Ansley wants you in there right now. And I'm like, I'm like, literally in my dry suit. And they're like, yep. And I, I walked in and, He's like, he goes, got this letter for you. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right. And on, I read it. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this is, I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, he's like, can you go? I'm like, I mean, this really doesn't sound like a request. It sounds like a, hey, you're going, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and um, I was like, can I take my wife? And he's like, sure. You know, so he got, um, you know, he made the phone calls. My wife got to go and you know, she got to watch it on closed circuit TV, like in one of the little rooms in the Capitol building. But uh, yeah, we got to go into the chamber and, um, you know, we sat right behind our, uh, our perspective um, commandant's wife. So like I was sitting behind commandant's wife and then there's Navy guy next to me, Air Force guy. And, you know, it was, it was really, it was really cool sharing stories with those guys. You know, because they're like, why are you here? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was told <laughs> like two days. I 17 guys. I didn't say anything. Right? No, I didn't say anything. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I was just told, you know, like, like this and that. And then I'm looking at their chest and I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you're, you're a, you know, this what the one, the Navy dude, he was a SEAL, you know, the freaking Air Force guy, Army guy, you know, they're all, all these, these, uh, you know, extreme operator guys, you know, probably did way cooler stuff than I did, you know, and, uh, but that, it was awesome. We actually sat around afterwards and, you know, just talked and exchanged stories and all that good kind of stuff. So, you know, that was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty incredible, pretty incredible. Man, pretty that's incredible. badass. Again, yeah. mad props to you and your crew. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, I love it. I love it. All right. right? Well, I'm going to keep going if that's cool with you. I'm digging this. Yeah, keep going. I got right. nowhere to go. I'm retired. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, so we're gonna skip nine years. All right. And I'm not saying that you didn't have anything in the nine years. I'm just gonna say 
right now the next award that you received was nine years later. Anything in between yeah, um, and like in between that might stand out? So I um I did a um I did a tour as an A school instructor in between there. So I took a good uh That's right. Yeah, so I, so I was, I was, um, I went over there for four years. Um, you know, I, I got sent down to, uh, I got sent down to Katrina when Katrina hit. I had just transferred over to the A school, um, and so all my calls and everything were still good. You know, and then obviously Katrina hits, and they're like, they're, they needed, they wanted people, and you know, yeah. and they're like, all right, you, you know, me and uh, Timmy Kessel, our our stuff was still good because we had just got there, and um, they're like, you guys are, you guys head down that way, and you know. Go do your go do your thing, and we'll see you. We'll see you when we see you, you know. But uh, yes, yeah, so I did. I did. Uh, awesome. Did a four a four year tour over there. So not much, not much flying over there. I, I kept my quals for a little bit to take the students out on flights, and you know. Then after that, I was like, I'll just take a little take a little break before I get back at it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So real quick, then, what's the mm -hmm. most memorable part of Katrina for you? Um, man, I just uh. Honestly, just the flying over, over and just seeing, um, you know, looking out over the over the horizon down there, and just seeing all the helicopters doing doing work, you know, like you're you're looking out, and then you know, I was in a they put me in a sixty five when I got down there, and um, you know, you look, you know, quarter mile to your left, and there's two sixties over there hoisting, and then you know, you look to you look out the the cargo door, you know, and then you're like geez, there's, there's two more over there. Just, just everyone, everyone doing work and you got Blackhawks flying over and, uh, you know, and the Chinooks, you know, trying to fix the levees and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. That was like the, the, the biggest thing that I, that I took away from that and seeing how, you know, one, one, one catastrophe like that happens and everyone is just, you know, full throttle let's go wild west and just getting stuff done you know they uh that, that was the, that was the first one like that happened like that for you know and nowadays you see this not going to say all the time but like you see it pretty recently a lot now you know with just ian that just hit down here and um like it's more it's more controlled chaos now you know like there's they, people go in with a plan and i feel like like back then it could, when katrina hit there was there was no there was no plan for for this it was uh holy shit this happened and we just we just need people I, I remember you know i remember seeing people um seeing people down there we were you know we're all sleeping on the hangar decks and stuff and i mean you got guys from hawaii there guys from you know will Milan's there from alaska and you know like and we're all just like you know there's just planes and planes and planes just lined up and everything's being run with a whiteboard you know and they're like all right yeah. what's what time did you, you know, what time did you land? Go grab, you know, go grab an MRE, sit down for a little bit. And, you know, cause you got to get back on the, you know, you're, you're on four planes from now, you know, like and you were just getting being, being chucked back into the rotation. Um, you know, just, just how, how, how amazing it was seeing like everybody come together and, you know, a couple guys, you know, just everybody doing their part, whether it was unloading water, um, you know, I remember seeing, I remember seeing swimmers down there, you know, that were down there to help, like, uh, just kind of run, run things. And, um, they were figuring out ways to get, uh, to get, to get decent food to us on the hangar deck, you know? Um, oh, wow. Nice. And, yeah. And, um, just, you know, one guy in there cleaning the bathrooms 
at in New Orleans, you know, just so that we had a place to go, you know, another place to go in and, and you know, use the head. Um, I, I remember seeing uh, they had, when we had the Falcons, um, Nashif Dyer gets off of gets off a of Falcon and he's just loaded up with pizza and wings from Mobile, like just <laughs> stacks of pizza, you know, and and we're because we've been eating MREs and and you know just anything that we can find to keep us to keep us going, you know. And I got there a couple of days after, like after the first surge. And um, and he gets off the plane and he's just got like boxes and boxes of pizza and he's just handing them out. And, you know, we had pizza for days down there, you know, 20, 30 swimmers sitting in a hangar deck, just <laughs> slamming pizza, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was great. It was just really cool seeing how, how it was like drop of the hat and everyone's like, yep, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make this happen. Let's do it. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Wow, mad props to Master Chief Dyer too. That's uh, that's keeping some yeah. morale high in that. I don't know how I don't know how he pulled it off, to be honest with you. But it was you it know was what, it's Master Chief that's Dyer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let me jump to this one. So in 2012, uh, you got on a you were on a pretty gnarly rescue right here, which earned you an air medal. And yeah, we're gonna get into this right now. Love it. Let's do it. Citation to accompany the award of the Air Medal to PJ Ornott, Aviation Survival Technician, First Class, United States Coast Guard. Pastor Ornott is cited for meritorious achievement in aerial flight on 23 February 2012 while serving as rescue swimmer aboard the Coast Guard helicopter 6582. As part of the duty air crew, Pedersa Ornott was responding to report of an illegal immigrant activity in the vicinity of Monito Island, 50 miles southwest of Puerto Rico. Once on scene, the crew observed that the migrants had been abandoned inside the sea cave at the base of a sheer 100-foot cliff with no possible escape route. He fearlessly volunteered to deploy into the eight-foot swells, which were relentlessly pounding the helpless migrants against the jagged rocks. Once safely deployed into the water, he boarded the Coast Guard cutter Cushing's small boat to deliver him closer to the victims. Despite their best efforts, the building seas crashing against the base of the cliff prevented the small boat from getting any closer than 75 yards to the cave entrance. Demonstrating extraordinary skill and knowledge of wave hydraulics, he expertly timed the swells and swam into the cave where the frothy seas and the pounding waves were repeatedly submerging the victims as they desperately clung to the rocks. He swiftly evaluated and identified the most severely injured victim who had sustained a broken arm and was losing consciousness from the loss of blood caused by a deep laceration on his head. Taking the man in tow, Pedersa Orna again navigated through the swift currents of, to the small boat where he transferred the victim to the boat crew. Staving off exhaustion, he skillfully avoided the razor-like rocks as he repeated this process three more times to recover the remaining victims. Once back on the small boat with the last survivor, Pedersa Orna quickly determined that the first survivor needed immediate medical care that could only be provided via air transport. Entering the perilous seas yet again, he and the survivor were hoisted into the helicopter where he continued to provide 
critical first aid while en route to the medical assistance. Pedestal Ornott's actions and skill were instrumental in the rescue of four lives. His courage, judgment, and devotion to duty are most heartily committed in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Dude! I love this stuff, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got four migrants stuck on a cliff going into a, like yeah. a, a like into the cave. What? All right. Dude, what happened? So this thing, this thing was a this thing was a mess from the beginning, right? So um Customs and Border Patrol actually they they um they call them YOLAs in, in Puerto Rico. So they're migrant smuggling vessels that come over from um Dominican Republic, you know, Cuba. And you, you know, trying to bring trying to bring um, migrants into the United States via via Puerto Rico because they were U.S. because they're a U.S. territory, yeah. and um, so there were from what I, and I, I don't remember exactly how many, but I I, I want to say there was like twenty people on one of these. It's your it's your typical overloaded, um, overloaded, you know plywood structured boat that's made for a one-time use only right yeah yeah and, yeah and um <laughs> they they're they, we and we couldn't believe that people tried to come across the pass they called the mona pass that day just because um you know the winds the winds were rough the seas were big and normally they would just do it on on days where it's calm and um you know i, I want to say it was like 80 miles it might be a little bit more over to the dominican public from uh from those islands and there there's those islands are considered part of puerto rico um I want to say it was about 80 miles. It might be a little bit, might be 80 miles to Puerto Rico. I'm not sure exactly, but um, so I remember, you know, Customs and Border Patrol, they spotted them on their, their, um, you know, their, one of their, their planes and stuff. They come down low and uh, um, the smugglers, they take these, they take these four guys and they, they just chuck them overboard, you know, as a diversion to try to get, to try to get the other people over to, to the other islands. So there's there's two little islands there. Monito is like a it looks like a water bottle sticking out of the sticking out of the <laughs> middle of the ocean. And then Mona, which is like Monito's big brother. And it's you know it's it's just it's it's in that same vicinity and it's more it's more beachy, but they're both um no one lives on there. You know, I think it's like there's a park station, a park ranger or somebody that lives on uh on Mona. But anyway I digress. So anyway, they got on. They they, uh, they shed these. They shed these four guys out, right? And they get. They just. They just get sucked into this, this cave, and, um, I just got back the week before from Ahars, like oh, legit. Can't make this brilliant. You, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up, dude. And and I remember going out there, and I'm like, I'm like, dudes, I don't know, like. I just got out of this cave out there and it was not fun. Like <laughs> it was not my most enjoyable time. We did it in flat, you know, in, in flat, flat, calm Astoria, you know, as, as flat, yeah. as calm as Astoria can be. We'll right? call it controlled and, um, waves. <laughs> controlled waves. Yes. And I'm like, this is a mess, you know? And, um, and they're like, all right, well, let's, let's just go do a low pass and see, see what it's like. And, and, um, you know, we're talking to the cutters, you know, and the cutters like, Hey, we're putting our small boat in these four guys just got swept into this cave. We can see them. Um, so they put their little RHI, you know, just a small little rigid hull inflatable, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and they're like, well, we have our cutter swimmer. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, just, I'm like, stamp. I'm like, 
I'm like, just give us a minute, you know, like we're crying <laughs> out loud. No disrespect to all the color swimmers out there, but yeah, like, no on. disrespect. Um, I get so it. We do I it. get it. They all right. Yep, so for the record, do. the the boat swimmers do not go through the rigorous training that we go through as helicopter rescue swimmers. There is a a, a big difference between the two. So I I'll leave it at that because I I yep. yes they are tethered to the boat. It, so if yeah. something goes yep. if something goes wrong with them, they have a way to to pull them back. Whereas right, to get them back. Yep. Us we uh we just we are not tethered. Know, yeah, no, let them go. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything tangled up, right? Yeah. So we got, so yeah, so we do it. We do a low pass and, you know, sure as shit, you, you know, we, we're like, yep, one, two, three, four. And we see them all in there. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's try this. You know, let's see what we can do. And, um, you know, we tried, they, they, so, um, pretty junior pilot, uh, but they, they, they did a great job. They pull into a hover. And we're just we're just constantly, you know, just up and the down, up and down, yeah, yeah, yeah from the, down, the oh, you know, the down, from the down coming over the rock, the, yeah, off the off the off the off the island, you know, off the cliff and stuff, yeah. and and he's like, look, man, I can't I can't hold a hover, I can't hold a hover here, and um, you know, and then the boat, they're trying, they're getting closer, and it's just, you know, your your cutter swimmer is usually your your eighteen year old, nineteen year old who just checked the board, right? And um, I'm He's like, the guy right, that what doesn't about... drown on the boat? <laughs> yeah, you're the guy right. that doesn't drown the most, right? And uh, I'm like, see, what about just putting me in the water and let's 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 try to get that if that boat can get me close enough, you know, we'll we'll do it, you know, we'll do it that way, you know. So we we talk to them and they're like, yep, 100. So I deploy into the water, swim over to the boat, and um, you know, I, just, I remember looking at the guy and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, we got this, dude. I'm like, just. You know, they're like, you want to take him with you? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, nope, yeah. I don't want to take him with you, with me. Please do not hook that line up to my back. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to have to have, you know, I, I don't, I don't want that, that, that crap going on. Um, so they get me, they get me as close as they can because like once the, you know, they, I think this is what is it, 75 meters, whatever, something yeah. like that. They got me in close enough. And then, but that's when the waves started breaking and they couldn't, um, they couldn't get me in any closer um, just due to, um, due to the waves in the sea state up close to the mouth of the cave um so they got me got me as close as i could and um i was like all right let's i'll see you guys in a bit you know i'm like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna come beat feet and out of there and you know same thing get as close as you can on the way out you know um so i went in and um it you know wave hydraulics work exa worked exactly as advertised at a horse you know, I'm I'm sitting outside the mouth of the cave and I'm waiting and I'm just I mean, I'm watching these guys like this this you know looks like a I mean, it's a freaking cave dude and it's you yeah. can see them in the back of this thing and it it the wave comes in and it fills up and these guys are up against the up against the the ceiling of the cave and you know just getting the snot beat out of them and then it the the water drops down and then they're in there treading and they can't get out um so i'm like all right here goes nothing you know strap oh strap my pull my chin gosh. pull my chin strap a little tighter and uh ride a you know freaking ride a wave in and i just I, I just so happened i mean it says i expertly triage whatever i went in and grabbed the first dude i saw you know and, and got him out of there and he happened to be he happened to have a flailing you know a flailing arm because his arm was shattered and um yeah just 
went in and just grabbed him and like straight up full on cross chest control carry so he doesn't get sucked out from underneath me. And uh, I got spat out the cave and I was like, cool. It's like, it worked, you know, like, like <laughs> super, super excited. I'm like, man, this totally worked. Swam him out, um, got him onto the boat. And they're like, you good? You know, they were, you know, the guys were like, you good? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, can you get me? You know, is this, is this all, is this as close as you got? And I, the coxswain's like, yeah, man, I can't, I can't get any more. I'm like, all right, take this dude, you know, just kind of linger out back here. Give me, give me a couple more minutes and, you know, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, just literally just went in and grabbed. Like once I got the first guy out, the guys were like, they were, they knew what was happening and they, they were they were okay leaving you know leaving the mouth of the cave you know leaving the cave and just grabbed them and kicked my ass off and got you know got out of there and put them back in the boat and um you know come back into you know pull myself back up into the rhi you know put my hands put my hands on my knees for a second and you know and the uh the the the, the swimmer on the the boat was um just you know, rendering some first aid to the the guy that with the flip, the, the busted up arm, and you know, uncontrollable head bleed and stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, all right, man, we got to get this. Let's get this guy out of here. You know, so I I hollered up to the plane, and I'm like, all right, man, we gotta we gotta bring one with us. You know, because they were putting uh, they were taking the rest of them back over to the other um, 16 that they recovered from from the other island. And um, I'm like, we gotta bring one back with us. He's you know, his arm shattered. Um, bleeding pretty bad in and out of consciousness. So we gotta, we gotta make this happen. And, you know, we got enough fuel and they're like, yep, we got enough fuel. So lowered the basket threw the guy, put, go back into the water, threw the guy into the basket, um, hoisted him up, took him home. And, um, you know, then, uh, the boys from the shop were all waiting, waiting there. The skipper was waiting and, you know, we come out and, you know, they're trying to talk and I'm like, we got to get this. We took the guy into the swimmer's shop and, you know, cleaned him up, splinted him, took him down to the clinic and, you know, did all, did all the, did all the stuff that we're supposed to do, you know? And then, uh, I was supposed to, I, I remember like, it's just so nuts. She asked my wife that this story, but, um, I was supposed to pick my kid up that day. I was off going on duty. I was supposed to pick my kid up from, from, uh, from school and, um, the school calls and they're like, Hey, PJ's not here, you know, and obviously, you know, wife's like, oh shit, you know, like what's, yeah, yeah. what happened, you know, like <laughs> where, where is he at? He's like, he's out in St. Croix or St. Thomas again, you know, like, cause we'd get stuck, we get stuck over there, you know, a right, lot. Right, right. Yeah, we'd, we'd break stuck. down. Yeah. In quotations, yep. I'm stuck yep. out there. <laughs> yep. I'm stuck in St. I'm stuck in St. Croix again, honey, you know, and, uh, she uh she comes home and like the whole base and newton has known had known about this already um you know what what's what's been going on you know and um she comes through the the guard shack and the guards are like their guards are like hey pj all right you know so then that's like the wrong thing to say you know to a wife that doesn't know anything what's going on right oh She's my like, what gosh are you talking they actually about? said to yeah. her like he's all yeah. right oh yeah, yeah. oh you know? and she's just like what the hell you know and Dude, uh, my wife would she freaking crush yeah. me. She yeah. she would whoop my ass for, yeah. for them saying yeah. it too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She, like she she came home. So she came home, and I was I had just gotten home, and I was sitting on the I was sitting on our you know our little uh, front line there, 
and uh dude just had the shakes like a adrenaline just rolling through me like there's no tomorrow you know and like she's like what you know she puts the kid inside and you know she's like what the hell just happened i'm like i'm like you know got the shakes and i'm back and forth i'm like can you know i'm like i'm gonna need a glass of rum here in a minute and you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk story real quick lady um but yeah dude she came home and i was you know i was a wreck sitting on that front porch like just my heart was going like 90 miles an hour man but um yeah that was it that that thing was that was that was nuts, dude. That was that was definitely the, the some of the craziest, craziest shit I've ever seen, been into, been a part of, and you know, and once again, just it, just it goes to show you, like, yeah, we come back and like everybody's just everybody's there waiting, you know, like we land a plane and all the boys from the shop are waiting at the plane because they knew they knew I was bringing back a survivor, you know, so they come they come rushing out with the cart. EMT kit, you know, they're, everyone's just ready to rock, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's so good seeing, you know, seeing that stuff, you know, watch captain oh, yeah. comes out, you know, the watch captain is one of, was one of my best buddies. My flight mechanic was another one of my great buddies. That's, they both came down from my retirement and, um, you know, it was just, just so cool seeing like how everyone just, you know, something, something extravagant like that happens and how the, how the, the little small community down there and, you know, pretty much everywhere we go, they're just like, yep. What, what, what's next? You know, like we're going to take, we're going to take care of this guy, you know, PJ, we got your knee, you know, we got your, we got your gear for you. We're going to turn around your plane and, you know, we're, we're, you know, Mo and I, cause uh, the guys, they, you know, the guy didn't speak hardly any English at all. So Mo, I was down there with Mo and, um, you know, you know, Mo, right. Uh, Rivera. No, I don't. No. no, 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 Mo. So he was like the class. Uh, Mo was a class ahead of me, but Mo was another. Mo was another great dude to talk to. But um, yeah. Mo comes out. He's from the island, and um, you know, he's talking to the guy, and we're just, you know, and we're we're rolling through our quick little triage and banding this dude up, you know, and it was, it was just awesome. Just once again, seeing how you know, you know, how all that all that stuff comes together, you know, give him a, give him a shirt, give him some dry clothes to put on, and you know, take him down to clinic, get him looked at, docs down there checking him out. But oh no, just shit, just amazing, dude. amazing shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Damn man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. The the whole the whole cave idea. It, you know, I, I gotta give you mad props for for like going in and then like battling all that in and out, in and out. Um yeah. Cause yeah, that it wasn't like, the plan. It, no. Yeah. What was I mean, the what was the original? That plan? wasn't that that wasn't my plan. I was like, dude, I just got <laughs> I just went through a hearts, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not interested in 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 this. You know, like, and this is like for real stuff, not a controlled environment. You know, not yeah. not with eight other. You know, not that I was doubting my abilities, but you know, it was that. You know, it's just it's just thinking about it. I'm like, this is, you know. We, we talked about the, the first case, you know, we're like, Hey, this is, uh, you know, this is what you train for. And you know, this was, this was legit. This was yeah. legit. It like, this is what, this is, this is what you're doing. This is why you're, this is why you're here. And, um, you know, didn't doubt my abilities, but I was just like, I was like, cool, this is gonna, this is gonna take, 
this is going to take a, a this is going to take a toll you know this one's going to hurt yeah and, uh, you know and um you know we, we you know found a way to found a way to make it to make it happen you know that that boat crew being able to get me in get me in close enough um you know and i mean they those guys were you know the gojones on those guys too to get the to get that boat like right on the right on the edge of the shelf you know right where the waves were starting to break and just and just sit there and, and wait and wait and wait and knowing like all right man here's my plan b if you know if, if our guy doesn't come out you know so it was yeah it was, it was just just really cool to you know just just seeing all that all that stuff like once again how everything just comes together and you know no wow. no pre-communication no nothing like you ever we all it just it just things just things just happen you know so Dude, what the hell so yeah. that, there's there's a couple things that i, I want to add into this because yeah the, please you're talking like they the boat got you about 75 yards give or take so i'm going to call it round numbers i'm going to say 100 yards this is what you had to to swim in right sure, gotta, what's that <laughs> swimmer math yeah yeah swimmer math i like swimmer math i like <laughs> yeah. to make it easy all right <laughs> we can go 75 you want yeah. you know what let's go 75 just for you no no let's go i'm not really i'm not really good at math either so let's go all right let's you go. know what i'm gonna do no i'm gonna do 75 just for you that's what i'm gonna do because uh, that's what it said that's a, what it said i'm, I'm not a math it. guy <laughs> all right go ahead so you guys swim 75 meters in or 75 yards in and 75 yards out there's 150 yards right but what what it's not equating is it said eight about eight foot swells, right? So you got breakers going in there. Yeah. So you're swimming in with the current. Great, cool. You get there, you got to tread water a little bit and figure out, watch the timing of the wave. But then you got to pull a survivor 75 yards out through the breakers to get to the small boat. Dude, that is legit. Wow. Yeah, that, was a, that was a wow. That was a, that was a, that was a good one, man. Um, and you had to do but, it four uh, times. Four, yeah. That's that whole. That's the whole reason behind the 800, 800 yard buddy tow in school, right? Of course that's it why, is. Yeah, that. That's. It's, <laughs> yeah. Because because no more than eight hundred. That's it. Like we can't yeah, swim right. any more than eight hundred meters. And then I'm, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> yep. I'm done. Right? Time. Would I have a time limit on this? Some we good. Yeah. Where's but, my other watch? Yeah. I got. <laughs> yeah, my other watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ready and go. This is for time. Yeah. Go. Yep. <laughs> what the yep. hell man that is crazy yeah, man. that's awesome yep um so now I, like i want to i want to like recap I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna monday morning quarterback this a little bit because yeah. one of the things you 100%. said is like you didn't want to have that line attached to you and i get it and i understand exactly what you're saying but at the same time right now i'm thinking like as a backup to get out if i had that line even older than my shoulder so if i got into trouble i could connect and like maybe wait yeah. uh, what's the secret signal oh it's this one right, right. My arms. Yep. yep that did that ever cross your mind or, or was so, that like so it, it, i mean it did it's you know so we, you know i thought about it and you know and now sitting here monday morning quarterback with you you know but it's like all right Let's go with the what if. So yeah, I'm holding on to this line. Now I'm only using one arm, right? And yep. then what do I do? Let do I let go once I get the guy? You know, you know, once I get the, you know, the survivor and I pull in tow. Or what if, you know, what if I got this thing now and I take a wave over the head and now it's it's, it's tangled up in my arm and it feels like a pull, 
and they they consider that a hey man we need to get him we need to get him out he's in trouble they right. start they start because they can't see they can't see them out to the the cave because of the the up and down and they start they start cranking me in like a big tuna and I'm right there about to grab the guy and yeah yeah you know what I mean and then he he jumps in or you know he he falls you know pulls pulls away from his safe spot and now I'm being drug out and then it looks like I you know it looks like I left him and now I'm being drugged back through the you know through the current so right um, right you know I mean, I didn't want to get tangled up in it, you know. That's the last no, thing I, I want to do is inside a inside a cave, bring out my knife, and you know, try to try to untangle a fishing line, you know, tied around my tied around my legs. And so, I mean, it, I think I feel like it probably did go through my head, but I'm like, you know, I was like, all right, let's just uh, let's you know, let's let's just go with what we know, <laughs> you know, rather than rather than improvising yeah. with a with that, you know, with somebody that, that, that you've never worked with before, they don't, right. um, and when we don't have that standard communications, you know, back and forth, you know, no matter how much I say, you know, Hey, if I give you a thumbs up, that means yank or two tugs on, you know, two tugs on the rope means, you know, pull yeah. me in and, you know, and, and, and who knows what's going to happen. You know, I may, I may be like one, two, three. Well, shit. What does that mean? What does three tugs mean? You know, or right, right, I give totally. them, you know, yeah, you know, like I, I throw out an emer, I throw out an emergency. And be like, hey man, get me out of here. But he's like, mm, nope. He said a thumbs up. That means, you know, <laughs> you know, like so. It was like just too many, too many variables. You know, so yeah. we just we rolled with, you know, we rolled with, you know, I rolled with what I knew and, um, you know, communicated the best I could with the the small boat in the, you know, in the, in the plane. And, you know, and they, they sat, they sat there, they watched, they watched everything go down and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, cheered, yeah, cheered me on. I guess. Eating popcorn. They're like, yeah, this uh, is amazing. No, dude, they were, no, they were working, man. They were working. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm yeah. my air no, out there. No, Come I, know. On. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a crazy, crazy, crazy day, man. Yeah. Crazy well, and listen, I appreciate you doing a little Monday morning quarterback. I, I like to yeah, take no, the scenarios, especially it. like my own and, and say, well, how could I have done that better? And, yeah. you know, with what you just said is especially like, you know, possibly getting tangled up and, you know, you're making signals up as you go. You never know. And I, I, I right. get it. I, I think you made a good decision yeah. and, and went with yep. it. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What was your time, by the way? No, I'm just playing. I don't know. Playing. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I forgot to stop my watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was kind of, yeah, I forgot to stop my watch. Uh, you know, there's a time cap, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then what happens? You got we blow the whistle. I drop my barbell, and we're done, right? Yeah, that's right. Ah, lay on, lay on the floor. My puddle of sweat. We're good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hilarious. All right, man. Well, I'm going to roll on a little further. Um, yeah. So, ahead. 2015, you got a letter, another letter of accommodation, and uh, this was for another rescue that you did. Um, here we go. I note with pride and am pleased to commend you on your performance and duty while assigned as rescue swimmer aboard 865D6538 during a search and rescue case on 10 February 2015. During the early morning hours, you received tasking for an immediate medical evacuation of two crew members aboard the motor vessel Sapphire 
who had been knocked unconscious from a wire parting during a mooring evolution. Located at mile marker 71 on the Mississippi River near Air Station, New Orleans. Both had suffered severe facial lacerations with skull fractures and one was presumed deceased. Once on scene, you tended to the life-threatening lacerations to the head of both patients. After stabilizing severe blood loss, you transferred them to litters to be placed in the cabin of the helicopter. Along with the flight mechanic, you transported the heavy patients several hundred feet, then up a small ladder before reaching the aircraft. Because of the tight cabin space, you straddled the patient and kept him conscious while en route to the hospital. You worked together with the flight mechanic and pilot to swiftly move both patients to gurneys atop Louisiana State University Hospital. Your knowledge and execution while tending both patients resulted in two lives saved. You are commended for your outstanding performance of duty. By your meritorious service, you have upheld the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. You are hereby authorized to wear the Commandant's Letter of Accommodation, Ribbon Bar, Silver Star, in lieu of fifth. Dude, I, ah, what? So one dude was supposed to be dead and you brought him back to life. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, no, so that's- You're what, up, dude. Yeah, our, yeah go, three, two, one, go. I do, I remember, um, you know, we get we get woke up, man, we go we go meet in the op center and, the, the, you know, just talking to the pilots and, and um, you know, they're like, it sounds like both of them need, you know, need litters. And I'm like, I'm like two litters in the back of a 65. I'm like, I'm like, all right, we're going to need to move some stuff. And he's like, he's like, what do you, you know, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like that raft gone, swimmer seat gone, you know, like taking up, I'm like basket gone. Like, I'm like, what's our plans? Like we plan on landing on the ship. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we can, we can land on the, we can land on the ship. And I'm like, all right, I mean, it's right. It was right in the river. I mean, it was like a, it was maybe like a 15 minute flight down there, maybe 20 minute flight down there, you know? And he's like, what, what kind we, of we, ship was it on? It was a, um, so it was a, uh, like a, it was a freighter. Oh, um, okay. That, yeah. Like they, I don't know what they, well, I don't know what they were bringing up the yeah. river, probably like oil, whatever, something like that. But um, yeah. So I'm like, we're going to take the raft off. We're going to take the swimmer seat out, you know, and you know, and they were like, wait, 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 wait. They're like, pretty sure we're not allowed to take the raft out. I'm like, I was like, I was like, sir, we can do anything you want. I'm like, just call and let the skipper know. Like, tell them this is what's going on. Like, if we crash in the river, they're not gonna, we're not gonna get into the raft. You know, like, it's not a. <laughs> no, you're gonna swim ashore. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna wait to the next bend and hopefully, you know, just be washed up ashore. You know, and, and um, he's like, he's like, all right, let me, you know, he makes his phone call and you know, option skipper, option skipper approve. And so, so we're, the flight mech and I are out, we're, you know, we're getting rid of the, getting rid of the um, basket, getting rid of the, um, getting rid of the swimmer seat, getting rid of the, uh, getting rid of the, the raft that sits, that sits right in front of us. And, um, you know, moving his seat all the way over, you know, all the way over to the, to the co-pilot side. And um, we get out there and we, we land on this, we land on the, um, land on the ship and, I hop out and I'm like, all right, you know, grab the EMT kit. And, uh, and I'm like, dude, I'm taking the, I'm taking the mechanic with me, you know? And, um, 
he was a he was a super junior guy, which was which was awesome. Like just watching oh, his face, fun. you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's like, "Yeah, take him." I'm like, "You guys good?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're good. Plenty of time, you know." So we climb down. We're on this big platform. We climb down the climb down the ladder, go over to where these guys are, and they are, dude, they are jacked. Like the cable just came right across, you know, from here and hit hit both so of them like they're from the shoulder through the face shoulder across the neck across the face like gashed across oh. like not to be super gross or whatever but like they're they wide I mean, open they're they're yeah they were they were open and did you um, call them like predator i mean you could they were yeah you could you oh. could. yeah we're oh. um you know so just a quick you know you know, like I said, like I don't, I don't like to stay and play. I'm a, I'm a load and go kind of guy, right? Right, so, right. So just quick, quick seat collar. Um, you know, grab, went, uh, grab the, grab both litters, put them in the, put them in the litters. Um, and you know, just you know, me and the flight mech take one guy, and then the, um, you know, a couple of the crew members, they're carrying the other guy back over, up the ladder wells. Get him into the get him into the plane. Um, yeah, one guy's one guy's in out. Like w- one guy was like fully aware of what was going on, you know, screaming, screaming pain. But the other one was, you can tell he got he he definitely got the brunt of it. You know, as far as um, I don't know if he was the first one to get hit with the 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 parting cable, but I mean it was, you know, it was a like that big around, but just inch two inch yeah, cable. Yeah, just parted and right right across man just gnarly looking wow um but yeah just and then plug and play on the way back you know just 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 keeping this guy keeping him trying to keep him awake and and uh you know talking to him for the short flight down to back back to new orleans to uh for the hospital but that place is that place is crazy that there's these stationed in new orleans as much as i didn't want to go there like the the amount of you never get a good night's sleep there like it's there's <laughs> always there's always something going on at that, at that crazy place dang man well, wow well all right so yeah, you so actually was, earned uh, were you there all of 2016 as well 16 and 17 yeah i got there in um i got there in uh 2014 i did three years there so i did 14 14, 15, and 16 there, and then 17, I transferred to Clearwater. Okay. So then 2016 and then another 2016. So you got two more awards while you were in. Uh, yeah. I, I, New Orleans was really good about, about awards. And um, yeah, I mean, there were, yeah. Yeah. I got another, I got another one there, a big one in New Orleans. And we're, then we're going to go over that um, here in a second. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I sent you the one with the, um, you know, we didn't take a mechanic and we landed on the cruise ship, just me and the pilot. Yeah. I, don't know if I sent you that one. Possibly. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Uh, for a 15 year old? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're going to yep. get into that one next. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. Let's gotcha. do this. Let's do this. Man. All right. <laughs> Citation to accompany the award of the Achievement Medal, Gold Star in lieu of third to PJ or not. Chief Aviation Survival Technician, United States Coast Guard. 
Chief Warnot is cited for superior performance of duty while serving as rescue swimmer aboard helicopter 6502 on 02 July 2016 during a medical evacuation of a 15-year-old female from a cruise ship, Liberty of the Seas. Because the mission was long-range, the aircraft commander utilized minimum crew, leaving the flight mechanic behind, requiring Chief Warnot to perform multiple duties throughout the flight. Once on sea, Chief Warnot provided conning commands to expertly place the helicopter over the bow landing pad of the cruise ship. After landing, Chief Ornot quickly assessed the condition of the patient and determined that she needed immediate shore-based health care in order to survive. As Chief Ornot was loading the patient onto the helicopter, the patient stopped breathing. The nurse and Chief Ornot determined that the ventilation machine stopped functioning and elected to provide oxygen manually. After loading the patient, Chief Ornot communicated to her critical condition to the pilots and continued monitoring the patient throughout the lengthy transport, resulting in one life saved. Chief Ornot, diligence, perseverance, and devotion to duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Oh my God, man. So you had minimal crews. That means just you and the pilot? Uh, we took another, we had another pilot with us. Yeah. We took, okay, so we took two um, pilots. Yeah. You. Yeah. We took two pilots and, and me. And we, you know, once again, thorough, thorough crew brief before we leave. Um, and, you know, and he's like, you know, you think you can, uh, think you can land it. Cause we had to, re we had to refuel on an oil rig on the way out there. Okay. And, um, he's like, you think you can, you know, he's like, you think you can, you can get us on an oil rig and, you know, and refuel and then, then land me on a bow of a boat and i'm like I'm like all right i mean we're, i'm like we kind of we kind of got to you know and uh so we you know we made the decision called it he called the skipper you know she wanted to know she, you know i don't think it mattered but she's just like hey i just want to know who the you know who the swimmer is i kind of feel like she may have said no if it was like the brand new guy we just qualified you know but um, she's like yeah go ahead and do it you know and uh yeah, dude, went out there, landed on the oil rig, refueled, beautiful sunny day on the, you know, out out there in the middle of the Gulf. Those those guys are always super accommodating. They they bring you, you know, they come up, they give you gas, they give you lunch, you know, anything yeah. you need. And, you know, and they're like, how many lunches you want? And, you know, and they're like, I mean, you never turn down an oil rig meal. They're always, they're always really good, you know. Um, Especially on steak so, night. Just saying. Yeah, serving night, turf. Yeah, there's, a, there's a reason those guys are that big, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, they they eat good. But um, yeah, we get out over the boat. Um, and he's like, "All right, man, we're gonna we're gonna land this thing on the bow of the boat." And I'm like, "I've never landed on the bow of the boat, you know, on a you know on a on a on a plane before." And I'm like, I'm "Like, all right, let's make it work." And uh landed and you know he's like all right we don't got much time you know because we had planned on we didn't want to we didn't want to shut down on an oil rig again on the way back home with a patient in the back mm -hmm. um so he was like this needs to be this needs to be real quick and um i'm like yep no worries got it you know um so we go in i get a quick pass down from the from the dock on the boat um and she's hooked up to a ventilator she's unconscious um i think it was like i think it was a diabetic coma uh, she was a, she was a known diabetic, um, not breathing on her own. Um, I'm like, can I take, you know, can I take the nurse, you know, and 
just because I was super uncomfortable with a ventilator. Um, so I was like, yep, take the nurse, you know, bring them out, load them in the plane, you know, and the pilot's like, all right, man, we got to get, we got to get rolling. We got to get rolling. I'm like, um, I'm like, all right, just, just getting the nurse situated right now. And, you know, I get her all strapped in, throw my gunner's belt on, um, keeping you know, keeping the freaking the door open and, uh, I'm like, all right, let's, let's get rolling. And he, he starts pulling power and dude, he starts pulling power over torques and he hears me say, Oh shit. Right. And I'm like, he's like, what do you owe shitting about? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, ventilator just stopped working. So he's like, PJ, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm like, I'm like, go, just go. I'm like, we can't, we, we're not doing it any good if we stop here and just land back on this plane. Cause now they're laying on a boat. Cause now she's in no better shape than she was earlier. Like, right, right. I, you know, I knew, I knew we could over tour. We hold forward flight. We're good. We can get back to, you know, just get us off this, get us off this boat. We'll get, we're, you know, we're going to bag her and if we have to bag her all the way back, we're bagging her all the way back. But, um, you know, so I, I jump over to the head, you know, he clears the, he clears the boat, does his troubleshooting, you know, resets his master caution, all that, all that good kind of stuff. He was, he was a solid, solid pilot, man. Like I, I he, he probably cleared the front of that boat by inches with the, the landing gear, like getting, getting away from it to try to get some forward airspeed but he was, a, he was awesome. Um, you know, I jumped back, I started bagging, nurse starts troubleshooting. And, um, she, you know, a couple minutes later, I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I would just be making shit up if I told you exactly how long it was, but, um, you know, she, she was able to get the thing working again and plugged her back in and was able to, you know, just from that point, just monitored, monitored the rest of the way in. But, that was just, you know, just that, that making that, you had to make that split, that split second call, you know, it's like, he heard, you know, he heard me say, oh shit, over, over ICS. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh shit, oh shit. What's that mean? Like, what am I doing? I'm like, go, go, go. You know, we got this. You need to I'm clarify like, you, that oh, oh shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, go, go, go. We're good. I'll tell you about it later. You know? And so we get moving. He's like, well, you know, what was the what was the oh shit about? And I'm like her ventilator stopped working. And he's like, oh shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, she's she's okay. I'm like, we're breathing for her. It's just there's not a machine breathing for her right now. You know? So uh yeah, we we cruised all the way back. Um back, you know, got back over, got back over, got back over land, went to uh I would imagine it'd be LSU hospital again. Landed on the landed on the roof and you know, shut down there because we were we were smoked. They had to cut. They had to get somebody out to come do an inspection for the overtorque. But yeah, so we had to. We shut down on the. We shut down on the roof of the hospital and and close it, it down for every helicopter there and, on out. Yeah, and took, <laughs> way and to took go, a, Coast Guard. Yeah, and took a car ride home. Oh, yeah, and took a car ride home. But, oh man. Um, yeah, they went out, did the inspection. Everything was. Everything was. Everything was good. Everything was safe. You know, it was just. That uh, that 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 over torque. It was I don't remember exact percentages whatever they pulled, but um, it was it was just a small, just a little bitty over torque, just a little, little bit, bitty one, a little, little, little bitty just, one. But, just um, a little right up in the book. That's all it is. Yeah, light it up in the book. <laughs> some extra work for somebody. Um, uh, but yeah, man, the, um, that the pilot that day, he 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 uh, he he was on his he was on his A game that day, man, like. That how fast he got forward airspeed off of that off of that deck 
you know, like it was, it was impressive. It was really, really impressive in that plane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was her. And she was, she was, you know, we, we delivered hospital. She was, you know, back on the ventilator and, you know, good to go from there. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. Dang. Good idea to take minimal crew that far out and then, uh, they get in the nurse yeah. to come back with you. That's awesome. Too. Right. I like that. That means yeah. like, they, cause I would probably would have had to stay on the cruise ship if not, cause there would have definitely not have been enough, you know, wouldn't have been, it was either me or the nurse not going. And then, you know, looking for, you know, looking in your crystal ball, like we, we made the right call because she was able to troubleshoot while I was able to breathe, you know, breathe for the patient. And, um, you know, if you, you know, the, most of the mechanics weren't CPR, EMT certificate certified or anything like that. So it would have been a, could have been a, could have been a mess, you know, could have been a mess. You but, know how you know. excited a mechanic would have been had you gone out and the mechanic had to stay on the cruise ship? I mean, I know that oh, happens yeah, to swimmers been... from time to time, but yeah, could yep. you imagine how awesome? Yeah, yeah, I, I, oh. I, I imagine he'd have been, he'd have been like, I'm, I'm good, Just... I'm good, I'll stay, I'll stay. You can keep yep. me here, I'm good. Yep, yep, <laughs> keep me here, I'm good. See you later. Where are we going to? <laughs> Where are we going? Saint Thomas. I'll yeah. call you when I get there. Yeah, I'll call you when I get there. I'm good, honey. <laughs> yeah, man. awesome, man. Well done. Well done. Yeah, that, that's freaking amazing. Jeez. All right. I'm going to keep it going. Ready? Yeah. Ooh. 2016 is, uh, this is kind of a big one out for you out of uh, New Orleans as well. Mm-hmm. So, citation to accompany the award of the Air Medal, Gold Star in lieu of second to PJ Ornott, Chief Aviation Survival Technician, United States Coast Guard. Chief Ornott is cited for meritorious achievement in aerial flight while serving as rescue swimmer aboard rescue helicopter 6538 on 13 August 2016. In response to historic flooding in Baton Rouge, Louisiana area, the rescue helicopter departed Air Station New Orleans to rescue a family trapped in their home. En route to scene, weather conditions deteriorated with heavy rain, half-mile visibility, and 200-foot ceilings requiring Chief Ornott to prepare for various rescue scenarios. After arriving on scene, the rescue helicopter located a family of three trapped in their home. Chief Ornott deployed through the high trees, power lines, and debris to successfully rescue the family from their roof of their home. On a subsequent sortie, Chief Ornott deployed to 18 persons stranded on a farm. He determined that four personnel required immediate evacuation, elected to remain behind as the rescue helicopter delivered them to a safe haven. With no Coast Guard assets available, he coordinated with the National Guard to evacuate the remaining survivors. Upon reaching another neighborhood, he rescued two elderly women trapped in their home, carrying them through flooded waters in their home to the rescue basket outside. On his final deployment, He rescued a woman, her daughter, and two dogs from the flooded home. Chief Ornott overcame the challenges presented by the hazardous environment to save 19 lives and assist 47 others. His courage, judgment, and devotion to duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Yeah, buddy. All right. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) That was man. Uh, that was a that was a long day, brother. 
that was our the uh so funny story with this one right so the boys down in new orleans there's a tradition they call it the red restaurant and forget what i forget the i think it's held in like august or whatever and everyone that runs this thing you you dress up in a red dress and you go run like a 5k or something like that and, and that's i wasn't men i wasn't and doing women. everybody everybody in that race is dressed up wears, in a red dress yeah everybody <laughs> wears a red dress and um so the boys are all like hey you know chief we're going to do this you know i know the duty schedule's already made um you know are you going to run i'm like no i'm not going to run so the one guy's like hey uh chief i hate to ask you know but uh you know you care taking my duty this night i'm like yeah man whatever i got it i'm not running you guys go have fun you know doing my doing my my chiefly duties i got i got the duty for you dude no just worries. take a picture of the <laughs> shop and everybody in a red dress that's all i asked for yep. there's the christmas yep. card <laughs> yeah there it is yep um but yeah so uh yeah man we 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 get we get called out you know the alarm goes off in the morning and it is just it's gnarly out like the sideways rain super low super low ceilings um you know pilots are we're trying to wait for a for a window to take off you know to get up to get out to baton rouge um and uh finally find a window we go you know we get above we get above the clouds you know and we start coming down through the soup and we're like we're not breaking out you know you know 400 feet 500 feet you know nothing but nothing but soup 300 feet still still can't see the still can't see ground 200 feet can't see still nothing um get down like 150 100 feet and we finally pop out and it's it's uh you know just just the rivers are just completely just every just everywhere everything is you're seeing just rooftops and um you know parking lots at Walmart or just our, our lakes, you know, and, uh, you know, we go to the one place where the, the, you know, the first call came, came from and, you know, that, that family that was there, they were, you know, they were in their, their trailer. It was up on, you know, they had the trailer up on the, up on blocks and stuff. And, and they're, you know, they were, they were dry, but, uh, the, and it, the water was moving so fast that day. Like, you know, it wasn't like just stand still, you know, I wouldn't call it swift water, but it wasn't like just like random flood, you know, looking yeah. like a mud puddle. Um, and uh, yeah, so got those guys. And then, you know, and at that point we're like, dude, there's gotta be, there's gotta be other people. Cause this came out of nowhere. I mean, it was a, it was a no name tropical depression that just, you know, that just sat there it's, it's kind of like Harvey. It just sat there and just dumped, just dumped rain for days, right? And um, yeah, we just started doing, uh, you know, just flying real low and just taking tasking from from sector. And you know, the, the next thing was like pick up some some lieutenant from his house. They couldn't get to the command center or something. So um, I was actually <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't land because the ground was too squishy there, right? So they get me, they get me close and I, I, I hop out and we're like a couple of feet off the ground. I hop out and I go over and get the Lieutenant and I'm like, he's a tumbo guy or whatever. And um, I'm like, Hey, sir, your rod, you know, your rod's here. He's like, all right, you know, and his family's there taking pictures of him, you know, look at daddy getting his, getting in the helicopter. Right. <laughs> so we get over and, and he's just, he's like, Hey, sir, are they going to, they going to land? I'm like, I'm like, they, you know, the, the ground's too soft. They'll, 
you know, they'll sink, like they'll go like super, super light on wheels, you know, maybe if you can, like, but you should be able to pull your, to put yourself up there. Right. And we get close and I was, I was just messing around with him. Right. So I, I go like this and I put my hands out like this, I'm like, here, sir, you can, and he go and he literally grabs my shoulder and goes to step in my hand. I'm like, get off of me. You know, I'm like, I'm like get yours. you know, this is terrible. <laughs> But uh, my, my my flight mechanic oh, is losing his awesome. yeah. My flight mechanic is losing his mind, right? And he's just like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, come on, man, you know. So he he gets in. Um, yeah, we take him over and we drop him off, and it was he was never never to be seen again by by us. But um, yeah, and we just start rolling around, and you know, and you're you, you know you see um, the the the, the the ones that were stranded in their house, the, the two older ladies, their their son and grandson was standing out in their driveway, and um, and he had heard us, you know, going over top, and he comes out and he just starts waving his arms, waving his arms, and um, you know, obviously we can't talk to him, and so I'm like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, just put me down, let me see, let's let me see what's going on. Obviously, there's something wrong. You know I mean, there's there's something wrong. Yeah. This kid's really, really trying to get a hold of somebody. And um, I get down there and, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, boy, you know, how's it, how's it going? What's going on? And he's like, my, my mom and grandma are, they're stuck in the house. They're, they're non-ambulatory, um, pretty, pretty, pretty big, you know, big individuals stuck in there. They each had their own little like love seat and the water was, the water was rising and it was like chest high on them already as they're sitting in their love seat. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't get them you know, I can't get them out. Um, I'm like, all right, man, like, let's, let's go in and let's go in and see what we can see what we got, what we're working with. And uh, I, I walk in the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, like water's just doing this and they're, they're picking like head, their, just you know, they're head picking up, their so head up and they can't get, they, yeah, they they're, can't, they're like, um, so the water's yeah, they like can't get out of their, their chest. Wow. Yeah. They can't get out of their chairs. They're not, they're not ambulatory. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, buddy, you know, I, I'm like, stay here. I'll be right back. I, I went outside radioed up. I'm like, I was like, all right, I gotta, we, we gotta improvise a little bit here. I'm like, send me down the basket. I'm like, but I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be carrying this lady. So there's not going to be any hand signals. I'm like, just, you know, and, and we can't put the basket all the way down. Cause it would, I don't think, I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have worked well putting her in the basket the water goes all the way down and, and you know and right. all that kind of stuff so i'm like all right this is try to get it to you know keep tension on the cable and let's let's just make it happen and once you see me put her in there just start you know start 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 pulling her up um and you know trying to get trying to get a larger larger frame person out of a love seat you know i tried the i tried the side scoop that wasn't the side scoop wasn't working um so i'm like oh I'm like, all right. So I, you know gonna what? Be... I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask because I, yeah. I, I want to know, and I know there are other people. Like, how large are we talking? Like, throw, throw something out there. Give, give me. Um, I'm, I'm guessing well up into the high twos, maybe a, maybe a three, three hundred. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were both, they were, they were both pretty, pretty large. Um, Ooh, but um, okay. so I'm like, all right. And you're gonna try to like, I don't cradle carry. I tried to. Yeah, I tried their cradle and you know, I'm I'm a skinny man, you know, like <laughs> I was like, I don't 
I don't know this. I'm like, all right, this isn't going to work. So I'm like, all right, what about like just bear hug and like around the, around the back. So I, I went in nice and close and um, I grabbed grandma first. I'm like, all right, grandma. I'm like, I need the biggest hug that you ever, you've ever given anybody. And I need you to hold on to it. And um, so she, she wrapped her arms around me, like big, gigantic, you know, big bear hug. And I, I reached up, reached underneath her, underneath her hips and it like, not to be a, a jerk or anything, but it looked like I was, I had grandma mounted on the front of me, you know, and I'm walking out through the door, you know, carrying her. Cause it's only like maybe waist high at that point, you know, maybe yeah. slightly higher than waist high, but you know, when they're sitting down, so I'm, I'm carrying her out and the mechanic sees me, sees me, you know, waddling out into the front yard, carrying, carrying grandma. He puts the, puts the basket down. Um, and then, put her in the, put her in the basket, you know, everything works, everything works perfect. I'm like, man, this is great. Hoist her up. And I'm like, there's no way she's getting out of this basket. Like yeah. he's got her in there and there's, there's nothing like I, there's no, there's not a chance that he's going to be able to inside of the back of a 65, get her out of the basket. There's not a chance that I'm going to be able to get this other lady out, you know, put her, put her in the, um in the, in the sling and, bring her up you know with you know along with me and just so happened like as I was as I was getting her up there was a family um, down the road had a little john boat that were you know we were going with and I I was like can you guys get your john boat and come over here and um so they brought their little flat bottom john boat I went in got got a mama out same way brought her out put her in the john boat and um they were able to take her to um, just over to higher ground to where we can come back and pick her up after we went back, unloaded grandma, came back and picked up, um, came back and picked up mama, you know, was able to just to like set her in the back and not put her, not put her in the basket, you know, whenever we, we were able to land and get her, get her out of there. But, uh, yeah, I mean that day, it was like, it, it was just one after another with that, that entire day. Um, you know, we go, we get fuel, drop, drop a couple people off. Um, the, the coordination with that, that National Guard helicopter, that was pretty awesome. Like, uh, you know, they put me down and it's a bunch of, bunch of people just piled up on a little, looks like a little anthill, right? And yeah, I, I, get, I was able to get a couple people out and, um, you know, and they're like, all right. I'm like, let me, just let me stay here this way. We know where we're at, you know um there was a couple other ones that needed to go and I'm like let me just stay here and come back come back come back and get me you know and uh I just I happened to see a um National Guard helicopter you know flying around and I had my you know big my big orange wetsuit on you know and they they were able to spot me and and I and I I came up on um 16 and they and they heard me and they responded and I'm like I'm like oh my god this is like this is great you know, they, they come in with a big old Black Hawk, you know, and yeah. I'm like, we got this all day. And um, they came over and I'm like, can you guys, can you guys get these, get these people? And they're like, they're like, yep, sure you can. You know, so they come over and they go light on wheels, like right in the area, walk these guys, you know, walk the rest of the families over, put them in the plane. And um, they're like, you want to come? I'm like, no, 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 my ride's my ride's on its way back now. It's like, this would have, <laughs> this would have taken four trips. 
you know, I'm like, you guys take all these guys. I'm like, this will take four trips. I'm like, we're going to, we're going to continue to go around. And uh, so, yeah, they, they took off, they left. And I, I was literally just, the plane comes back and they're like, they're like, chief, where the hell's everybody at? So I'm like, <laughs> I, I landed a Blackhawk over there in the, in the corner and uh, they took everybody else. And uh, I'm just, just sitting here waiting for you guys. And they're just like, how did you land a Blackhawk? I'm like, they saw me and I figured what the hell I tried 16. They were listening and everything, everything worked out, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was awesome. DJ, that's and, freaking awesome, dude. I love yeah, it. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, and then the, the very last, the last one we were, we go to this, this, um, this trailer park and um, a family of five, is in the uh is in this this one trailer and this the, the whole trailer's moving like it's about to it's about to start to start rolling you know because we've been at it for hours now you know and waters are coming up and they have a ladder rig to come out of their their um out of their door and the dad rigged a ladder you know so he can get onto the roof so uh, I get I get down there I get on the roof and I'm like I'm like hey how many you got he's like I got five. I got five here and I'm like, all right. I'm like, and there was three kids. It was mom, dad, and mom, dad, and three kids. And I'm like, all right, we can make this, we can make this work. Um, get everybody up onto the roof. We hoist, um, we hoist mom and we hoist mom and um, mom and two babies. I think it was. And then dad and another baby and a dog, you know, they, they went and took them. We were, we were operating like right at the end of the runway out in that roof. So it was like, it was five minutes. Like we quit hoisting, they'd go and they were back. They were back in five to seven minutes later. Like they were just going, landing wow. at the FBO, kicking people out. You know, I mean, we just had piles of people there from all day of us, of us doing that. So they come back and then the trailer next door, um, this, the trailer next door, these, this mom and daughter is over there with their other little, their other little, their little, uh, their little dog. And, um, I'm like, hey, are you guys good? You know, because we're we're running low, we're running low on gas now. You know, and um, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. You know, we're 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 fine. And um, I'm like, all right, no worries. I'm like, if you guys need something, you know, dial nine one one. There's there was another there was a second uh another second of our helicopter second helicopter was up there doing some work. I'm like, well, you know, call nine one one, tell them where you're at. You know we'll still be in the area we can get back or you know figure something out and uh so i put dad in put the put his daughter in their little dog and i hoist them up and then they send down the bear hook and then as i'm as i'm hooking in and i, I look over and the mom and the mom and daughter start waving and they're like they start screaming they're like get us out of here get us out of here and i'm like <laughs> i guess they're i guess they're 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 their trailer moved right like it came up off it came off the blocks and they're like oh. no no thank you so i was just like i gave them the, like the like just wait right there thing we'll be right you know we'll be right back and get in a plane i plug in real quick and i was like i was like hey sir i'm like those two that their their trailer must have moved or something but those two next door are are not in a good way they started screaming at me as i was leaving like because i asked them before and they were good i'm like but when they saw me leaving their little their little comfort blanket kind of kind of went away you know <laughs> and they're like hey let's just get out of here now while we can and um 
we're, we're going back. He's like, PJ, I don't know. I don't know if we got the gas to do it, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, where's the other helicopter? You know, we tried to hail the other helicopter and he's like, you know what? He's like, we're just, we're just wasting time trying to do this. He's like, he goes, we got enough time, but we legit got like three minutes. Like by the time we drop these people off, get back over there, we're talking hover to you better be in the, you know, on your way up. We got like three minutes, no shit. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, we, I'm like, we can make it happen. Like we, we knew exactly where they were. You know what I mean? Like we had just, yeah. we had just done the same thing, like 20 feet away. Right. And, um, so they, they put me down and I grab, I, I put the daughter and the dog in the, in the basket. And, um, you know, we previewed, I'm like, all right, just basket. And then, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to do a, um, we're going to do a sad poo for the, for the second lady. And, uh, so basket comes down, daughter goes up and this lady's just, just super excited. And then she sees the little, you know, the sling <laughs> the coming down. She's like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, lady, you're about to go for the ride of your life. And she's like, what? She's like, how, what are we doing? I'm like, just, I'm like, just hold on. I got you. You know, like, and she's just like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and so we, we do it. And, um, so this, this lady, right. So they started this, um, they started this, uh, Facebook page. Like, so that was our last flight. We landed and, um, we couldn't, we couldn't fly all the way to the FBO. We had to land on the edge of the runway and, and taxi over because we were so low on gas. We were going to flame out, but, um, Jeez. we, uh, we get, so I get back, you know, we finally get back and I get back home and I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the shower and I'm just like rubbing myself with like rubbing alcohol and stuff, just getting all the nasty, nasty crap off of me. Right. So my wife, my wife comes in and she's, she's like, she's like PJ. And we're like, what? She's like, you remember this? Um, she, she starts reading me this Facebook post, right? So these, the people in Louisiana, and it's still out there and I can't remember what it's called, but they did a really good job of embarrassing me at, uh, on my retirement day. Like my buddy, Matt, he, um, he read the, he read the Facebook post like in front of everybody on, on retirement day. It was freaking hysterical. But, um, this lady put like this long dramatic Facebook posting out that like broke the internet. Like, I don't know, broke fucking internet, whatever. But, um, my wife's reading it. She's like, is this you? And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I remember the exact lady who I remember the, the exact, you know, the exact lady, exact what she was wearing. Um, and, uh, my engineering officer sold me out, you know, like he, uh, cause you know, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have Facebook and all this, all that other kind of crap. And, um, so my wife's showing it and I'm scrolling down through the comments and they were like, there's thousands and thousands of comments, right? And I'm I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, I guess my engineering officer. And then they he freaking sells me out and tells me who it is, or tells the lady who it was, right? <laughs> so then this lady's reaching out. She reaches out through my wife, um, writes me the nicest letter ever, like just, you know, just so just so cool, like you know, nice nice message to my wife. And um, dude, on my on my retirement date, my buddy, Matt and my sister, they got this bright idea on how to, you know, how to embarrass me. Right. 
you know, them on stage and doing all this other kind of shit. Yeah. They reached out to her and she 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 sent a um she sent a video message that they I had no idea about that they what? um yeah she sent me a she sent a video message congratulating you know a thank you note again like so what eight years later something like that I forget what year that was when I when I did that but six eight years later um you know just thanking us again and and uh you know just a heartfelt it was just it was really really cool really cool that's, that, uh, that's pretty badass man that's that's killer super fun yeah so they, they did a great job embarrassing me and uh like that was the last that was the last one that day like we were we were done we were smoked after that one and uh those those guys the boys um they, after they finished their red dress run and um they were able to get a couple more guys up there and two guys kept kept operations going on through the rest of the night and um those the rest of the guys did great work as well too you know, all, all through the night long and for two or three days up there, just, you know, just doing the, doing the King's business, man. They, uh, yeah, they wow. were, they were, they killed it, you know, but um, yeah, that was just a, it's a lighter end of the, you know, lighter end of the spectrum of, you know, they, they do their best to try to embarrass you. And um, man, she was just, she was so nice. Like I remember, uh, I remember them trying to get me to go on this, this TV show with them and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that shit, man. No, it's not a chance. Not a chance, you know, like, um, yeah, I was like, nah, it's freaking not a chance. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome, you know, and, well, you know, once again, like, just, just how everybody comes together, you know. Yeah. Uh, Army National Guard helicopter sees, sees a, you know, sees, you know, one of their, you know, guy from a different service helping out and they're like, yep, man, we got it. You know, it's just, once again, super cool on how everything goes together and um, people are able to, you know, just, just want to help, just want to help out. You know, they see somebody in need and just want to help out, you know. Well. <laughs> again, well done. You and your yeah. entire crew. That's, uh, well, man, that, that's, a, that's a story. That, that's a right. set of rescues right there, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Freaking badass, bro. All right. I'm going one more, one more. This is the last one you got me or you sent me. So this one is a, uh, let's see, achievement medal. And here's how this one reads. Citation to accompany the award of the Coast Guard Achievement Medal, Gold Star in lieu of fifth to PJ Ornott, Chief Aviation Survival Technician, United States Coast Guard. Chief Ornott is cited for superior performance of duty while serving in support of Hurricane Irma operations in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, and Key West, Florida, from 5 to 12 September 2017. As the rescue swimmer on 6047, Chief Ornott, professionalism was instrumental in the successful delivery of a 12-person team and two 860 helicopters from the Bahamas to Puerto Rico just one day ahead of the hurricane's arrival. He helped facilitate critical operations that included damage assessment, the transportation of government response personnel, an area overflight with members of the national media, and urgent medical evacuation of a man with serious head trauma. He also supported the transport of a stranded 865 helicopter crew from San Juan to Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. Meanwhile, 
He reliably maintained aircraft survival equipment to ensure mission success. As a crew member on board his first asset to reach the Florida Keys, he provided search and rescue capabilities and performed post-hurricane assessment for District 7. Chief Petty Officer Ornott, diligence, perseverance, and devotion and duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Well, that is one heck of a way to finish this off, man. So, right. like, you're you're going from Bahamas to Puerto Rico, back to Florida. That's the, wow. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, man. Uh, Air, Air Station Clearwater is um, is they call it, they call it a machine. Like we, you know, we folks and you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I was on. I had just gotten here, and um. I went down, I took a deployment down to the Bahamas, you know, for, for this. And it just so happened, like, um, it was right. So it was right when Harvey hit. So I was in the Bahamas when Harvey hit. So Clearwater starts sending, you know, we start sending helicopters and people over to Houston to help out with Harvey. And I'm down, I'm down in the Bahamas. And, um, you know, so we get a phone call and, uh, you know, they're like, hey, you guys are you guys are coming back this way and you're headed straight to Houston from the Bahamas. We're like, all right. So we 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 pack up the <clears throat> we're packing up the air facility, um, get rid of all of our food, you know, because we're we're leaving, you know, we're shutting down the facility. Um, and we're we're about to we're about to take off. And so we're live, we've got everybody crowded into helicopters, um, getting ready to spin up on APU. And the site supervisor comes out and he's like, he's like, nope, nope, nope. And we're like, we're Shut like, what, what is going on? <laughs> and that was right when Irma, Irma formed, you know, and they're like, we're staying, we're staying here. Another hurricane just formed, um, just formed in the Caribbean. And um, we're going to stay down here to, to provide support to, it looks like it's going to hit St. Thomas, St. Croix, Puerto Rico, um, you know, all that, all, you know, a lot of the, the Lester Antilles. I'm like, I'm like, all right. So we come back, stay one more day in the Bahamas, um, pack up the air facility again. Now we're headed to Puerto Rico. We get to Puerto Rico, um, you know, old stomping grounds. I love, I love that place. Uh, we get in there, we button, we button everything down. We're going to ride the storm out and, um, you know, and then, and then take off after the storm hits. You know, Puerto Rico's got a, a really, really big hangar um, that's able to withstand some, some, um, some pretty high, pretty high winds. And uh, so we 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 loaded everything up in there, buttoned down the hatches. Next day, wake up, and we start rolling over to. So it it ended up just barely hitting PR and um, going right over top of uh, St. Thomas, um, St. Thomas and St. John, and I think. It hit St. Croix a little bit, like the, the eye where the eye went over. So we, okay. we fly over there just doing doing some damage, damage assessment and you know, just helping out where we can. And that's where um uh same thing. Lady comes out of her, we're flying over, lady comes out of her house waving waving her arms, and um the, a wall had collapsed on uh, on her husband and was and was trapped, uh was oh, trapped in the house. No way. So yeah, so we um yeah, so we 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 you know we find a place to land, um go over, get this guy you know get this guy out from underneath this wall, package him up, put him in a plane, um, and then we take him back to San Juan. We land in San Juan, um, 
you know, there's just some other little, little stuff that day that, you know, just that, that went, that, that went down, but, uh, yeah, came back to San Juan, dropped the guy off the hospital, um, went to go get some gas at the FBO there and, uh, 65 crew was there and they, they broke down. Um, so picked those guys up, <laughs> flew them back, flew them back home to Aguadilla, spent the night, spent the night in Aguadilla, um, next day got up we were about we were getting ready to go do another do another patrol and um they're like all right um you guys are now headed back to i think we went back we went back to the air facility um that was closed down you know so we're like here we go again backpacking our crap up you know four of us plus a maintain plus a maintainer get, get in the back of this helicopter fly from fly from pr back to the air facility um land there everything's good they're like all right you guys are spending the night there the next day um flew over turks and caicos next day we went up to our other air facility like just literally following this storm all the whole time it was it was crazy just seeing wow. like the the coordination on how this how this all worked you know and we're all living out of our tiny little backpacks and and gear bag and we're just landing somewhere <laughs> and we'd sleep find a place to sleep and wake up the next day, fuel, go to the next place. Okay. Everything's good here. Um, yeah, I ended up going up to the other air facility and then, um, the next morning followed the, uh, followed the storm, uh, over to, into, into Key West, um, flew the entire length of the keys. You know, it did, it did, uh, it did some, some pretty good damage, but nothing, nothing catastrophic. Um, came back, landed in Miami spent like two nights two nights in miami hung out there for a little bit and then finally i started making phone calls i'm like you guys you got to get us out of here like like everything is everything is calmed down you know for at this point and yeah. um you know i started calling back and talking to senior talking to master chief i'm like look dudes we're really not doing anything down here we've been gone for you know going on three weeks at this time and i'm like it's it's time to it's it's time to get a relief crew. We're we're you know we're you're two hours away by helicopter. There's no reason yeah, you can't yeah, get yeah. some more get some fresh people down here so we can, you know, so we can get back and you know see how because it was coming up to hit Clearwater next. Like uh, it was going up the west coast of Florida, uh, Florida, you know. So we were able to get back here, like I think it was two days after, or after Irma hit back here. You know, just to you know, to, to be with our families and stuff, the guys that were gone, and you know, and then they sent another crew uh, down there. Like once everything was all right, you know, they sent a they sent a couple more crews down there, and you know, finished doing the the king's business and all that kind of stuff down there. But <laughs> yeah, like well, once again, man, I'm like, geez, like this, does this, does this crap never end? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I take a deployment, you know, and like, man, I'm going to go down to the Bahamas. I'm going to hang out for a little bit, you know, do some cool flying. And it's like, yeah. nope, go here. Here you go. Pack up your bag and you're going, you're going here <laughs> now, here now, but just really, you know, it's really cool seeing how, seeing how everything goes and, and, uh, you know, the, and how mobile that we can actually be, you know, to be able to respond to, to anything pretty much anywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With that, with that, uh, that, with that platform. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing what, uh, mm -hmm. like, cause I'm, I'm going to speak Coast Guard specific, but yeah, we can, or the Coast Guard can throw a helicopter together, a crew, probably two and say, go. And you're 
wherever you self-sufficient need to be the, yep yeah yep. yeah it's, yep. yep okay you got fuel yep cool you got prist to make sure that you know there's no water in there yep, yep. got just it in case yep. yep yep just in case yeah you got place to sleep all... probably not oh look you got the aircraft yeah just yeah you know. yeah we'll still figure it they'll figure it out man and uh i got yeah, a phone book found... and a desk i'm good <laughs> they always they always find a way and uh you know that was yeah. that was that was some of the most impressive stuff you know especially later you know like later on and in, in, you know you know my last few years um you know once once i made senior chief and i still flew but i was like the break glass in case of emergency guy you know like whenever <laughs> someone was when you know when people were hurt and i still you know i still yeah. enjoyed I, I you know i loved i loved going out and flying and, and uh but you know it was a young man's game and i was i was 49 when i retired you know so yeah it's time to time to time to time to hang them up you know and uh uh or else I'd, I'd still be going if i if i if i could have you know if i if i didn't have to move i probably would have stayed in you know i just i just enjoyed it that much but um yeah it was just seeing, really cool seeing that later and like being on the other end you know helping out with uh you know logistics and planning and you know being able to to foresee what their next move was gonna was gonna be because you know, because we've been, been there, been around the block, seen what, seen what things were, how, you know, how things shook up and, um, you know, ha- had the, the experience and knowledge to be able to, you know, the prep, to prep the, you know, prep the boys. Telling them, advising them like, hey man, take this, take that, you know, no need to, no need to take your PlayStation down there. You're not going to be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be working, you're going to be working, you know, you're just Leave you Nintendo space. Wii at home. All yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're grab uh, that MRE you're to, instead. Yeah, yeah. Grab a grab an extra grab an extra bit of water and food, you know. Uh, but um, yeah. So, yeah, dude, that was it. That was that was my that was the last bit last bits of them, you know. That is one hell of a career, man. And uh, yeah, geez, I, I I really appreciate you going out for like all of this with us, you know. I, but there's just so much of it that I I you know all right so. Disclaimer, when I originally started doing the podcast, I really just wanted to do like one, one episode per rescue, make it like a little 20 minute, yeah, yeah, let me, let me see the rescue and then be done with it. And I can't get enough, man. I I really can't. Like, I, I just, I love it so much. I love everything we've done that we do. And I, I love hearing the stories. So I thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, man, no worries. It's, it's, it's great hearing them. Um, you know, I, I love listening, love, love listening to your, your podcast. You know, I listen to, oh, thanks. you know, I listen to one with Mike Odell and, you know, Butch and all those, you know, all those, all those old guys. Like those are, those are like, you know, my mentors growing up, you know, growing up. In this. Right. And, uh, you know, like Mike was, Mike was instructors of ours, you know, then I end up yeah. having the pleasure of working with him again at East city, you know, and it was, it's just, you know, just really, really cool listening to, you know, some of the, 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 you know, the older guys talk about, you know, things that they had to overcome, you know, then they got the older guys, then you got the old guys like me, you know, and then now you got this, this whole new breed of, you know, this new breed of, of, of these guys that are guys and girls that are going out and, and, um, you know, and doing the job and, and, uh, you know, different challenges. And, right. you know, I still, t- I still talk to the guys down here now, you know, they, they, they call me every once in a while just to, just to check in and, um, you know, I'll go out and do something with them and, you know, just kind of hang out or, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, listening to them, them again, it's, it's really cool to be seeing, you know, 
seeing the camaraderie and you know they, they don't they don't forget about the old man being down the corner you know oh that's great i love it yeah <laughs> it's a good thing too because if you don't you're gonna have to go in there and whoop their ass i'm just saying yeah <laughs> yeah i can't there's those guys are those guys are fit now, man. Like just think you're just when you think you're, you know, you think you're fit and you go in there now and these these twenty somethings and thirty somethings and they're just they're a they're a whole different length, a whole different breed of fast, strong and and uh just it's 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 impressive. It's impressive the way that the way that the the product that that uh you know these guys that are out there right now doing that job. You know, excellent. Super, excellent. super impressive. You know what? It was supposed to get better with age and experience. Right. And we, and man, I, I feel know. like we do. I feel like we do. You know, I mean, we. I think we. I think we held our own at at, at Desert. You know, yeah. I remember seeing you on the rope climb one. You killed it. <laughs> you know. Um, you know what? All right. So actually, let's let's talk about that just for a second because yeah. When you think about it, right? You and I are. I'm 500. You're 514. So we're right right now, right in the middle. The mm-hmm. guys before us, you talked about Mike O'Dell, um, Butch Flythe, you know, you yep. had Bob Watson, Kurt Rebels, uh, Will yep. Milam, all these guys that really like set it up for us, right? right? Then our group of guys has really set it up for the next guys coming up. And yeah, like, yep. yeah you, all you young guys, yeah, you're welcome. All right. Just throw <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Dude, they, they, and it's, dude, I gotta tell you, the, um, you know, not to, not to keep rattling on, but like, um, you know, leaving and going, um, when I was an instructor, right. And then seeing these guys now that are, um, my, the students that I put through, you know, when I was there in my four years, these guys are, you know, these guys are making first and chief. And it's, do you want, you want to talk about some cool, some cool things to see is, is those guys coming up through the ranks, you know, and, and watching, watching them take your, you know, take your place as, you know, as you're, as you're walking out and, uh, you know, and just, and just seeing, seeing the growth from remembering those guys whenever they come in and they couldn't, you know, they didn't know which way was left or right. And, you know, they, they they would forgot to shave their, their one hair they had on their chin back then, you know, and now they're, you know, and now they're they're taking on, you know, and they're taking the world on now, um, you know, head on and, and, and as a leadership role and, and they're just they're uh they're doing great and it's it's really awesome. It's really awesome to see them uh succeed and, and you know, we're we're gonna be in good hands. We're being good oh, hands. Oh yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Oh. You know what, you guys that uh they were instructors, you know, you set the tone. The guys for us that put us through and yep. made us cry once in a while, or yep. all right, they, they didn't quite make us cry, but I certainly felt like crying yeah, many times. Were, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was a tough my, guy. I cried on my own. Yeah, I cried on my own. <laughs> Where nobody saw me. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we can deny it. We can deny that's it. That's right. <laughs> all right, PJ. Well, I'm. You know, I'm going to ask one more thing, and that's uh, yeah. Advice that you would give to everybody that's still out there, or you just—I mean—you've been through—you what an amazing career, amazing rescues, all the way through. What would you pass mm-hmm. on to everybody else? Take care of yourself. You know, physically, mentally, talk to your talk to your peers. Um, you know, talk to professionals. Train like you fight. You know, I, I see you still getting after it. You know, you got. You, 
never, you never, you never know when that day is going to come and you need to, you know, you need to rely on everything that you've ever done and, and, uh, you know, and, you, and you'll, you'll make it work. I know, I know they all, I know they all will. And, and, uh, you know, you guys are, you guys are paid to be in shape and be able to be free thinkers and, you know, and, and, uh, they're, they're good. They're good. Everyone's going to do great, man. So just take care of yourself, train hard. And that's really, that's really all I got, man. That's it. Hoorah, brother. Hoorah. Yeah, bro. PJ, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and just going over all these stories with us. Uh, it just absolutely incredible. I'm so grateful. So thank you thank, so much. Thanks, Quinny, man. I appreciate you having me, bro. This is awesome. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, the next time I get to Florida, I'm calling you. We're going to get back, yeah. get back some brews. All right. 100%. Definitely, dude. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. All right, brother. We'll catch you later. Right. Yep. And See with you. that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to jason at therealrescue.com. That's jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember, when that SAR alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard.